come with bangers, so you don't have to buy a separate banger for it. And for $55, that's awesome. I mean, I did have I did have a discount on mine. It's not normally that cheap, but still, even at the regular price of $65... Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Even regular with the banger, that's not bad at all. Like that? How you doing, Benny? You this hits! And, and you don't need, like, a big old torch to heat it to. Like, that little torch that I paid five bucks for does just fine. If you are responding, Benny, we saw the ring go off, but we cannot hear you. How I started responding. There it is. Yeah. Better? Better. <laughs> okay. Yep. You ready yeah. to go? Let's do it. Welcome back to Bong Talk. I'm your host, Desmond Desi's dad, Robson. That was the onion, the baked onion, if you will, Jason Dean. The fried onion. Fried fried. onion. So wait, how long have you been recording? The last minute. Oh, goodness. Oh, spicy. We we go (coughs) sort of old school. I still haven't broke the time of 12 minutes. I think I broke my own time of 12 minutes for like 14 and a half already. So it's been years. But don't think I ever, I never forgot. I will break that time. Fourteen and a half minutes is the time to beat. I will. Twenty twenty three will be a whole new year and a whole new world. And we, I'm gonna I'm gonna work on that shit. I'm sure we'll pull it off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this ain't just no annual episode of the podcast. This is our end of the year bash, where we get oh. to shit on everything that happened in twenty twenty two, or not talk about anything that happened in twenty twenty two because I don't think we did that even last year's podcast. I don't even fucking remember last year's episode. We did do like a year in review thing. No, but... we sh- we shitted on the Game Awards last year. That's what I remember. We did the Spotify wrapped thing. That too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But both of those were earlier in the um in the month, so we're not gonna do that. Here we're just All gonna right. shoot the shit, tell you stories, and give you an update on the podcast that's gonna happen in twenty twenty three. Because mm-hmm. we're gonna finally have merch. We're finally gonna have a YouTube channel. Well, we actually have a YouTube channel. We're actually gonna actually use said YouTube channel. We're gonna youtube channel and also fyi everyone here at minus quantum has the login to the youtube channel just no one has used it yet i do what i sent you jason and benny i sent you all the login to the youtube channel it literally takes me 20 minutes to find the things that you've written to me about antiva just by going back in our conversation i'm not going to find that login if it was any longer than like two months ago. <laughs> yeah. We 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 talk about if it's not my own back campaign backstory, my part of the campaign backstory, it's we're talking about D D in some form of fucking way. That's true. That doesn't surprise me. And if we're not talking about D D, I'm not even gonna mention what we talk about. <laughs> it's it's so tragic that all of my DM friends are playing in my game because I have no one to talk to about my game. How do you think I feel? I lost Benny. I'm like, I didn't lose no I'm excited one. to play, but also like the random thoughts that come in my head where I'm like, I'm not a DM anymore. I was, I was so pressed about it. I literally texted Benny something the other day and I couldn't help it. <laughs> I think you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I'm in the unique position yep. of yep. I can talk to everyone. 
I think I'm in a unique position. I can talk to everyone about it because I'm more excited because I'm pretty sure we're going to very soon get some some side story from Niamh that I can't wait to discover. Oh, yeah. oh we're going to get some good Niamh action soon. Oh, God. Very excited. <laughs> like, it's going to be your turn soon, my friend. Yay! I get my own drama. And, and we don't have to wait three years to finally get to it. I'm sorry. I had to make fun of that because I was I was sitting there thinking like the other day I was releasing the thing. I was like, wow, it took us three years to finally get to my portion of the campaign. You know why though? Because we, we, we don't we don't stay the you course see, in the game. Do you see how much prep I've had to do because of the things you put in front of me? You're like, hey Christian, I want all of this to happen. And I'm like, okay. That but the, uh, three years to develop it. That coupled with that like we are the most chaotic players ever like we had a whole rp session instead of actually staying on the main story no but that's fine an rp session is the main story yeah it was just it was just me i i want to be very clear that last let me be clear last session i was not complaining about it whatsoever because for obviously everyone that wasn't there because everyone wasn't there (laughs) um last session it was a mainly RP session after like a major battle that had taken place over like two or three sessions. Yep. So the so the fact that there was like a full heavy RP session makes a hundred percent sense. There's nothing wrong with it. I had a lot of fun DMing it for you guys, and it was honestly really really fun. Like all the RP that came out of it. Yeah. I had just personally thought that you guys were more interested in advancing the story, so I thought that's where you guys were going. And that's all I was trying to express. I was not upset or anything in any way that you guys were RPing. It was fucking hilarious, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. The the fun part about D&D is that the whole thing is the main story. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because you're kind of writing it as you go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Honestly, I, let me tell you, I know we've been making fun of, like, we're going to finally get to me and my person. I technically won the derail last session. Because it is like I know Benny's nerve like is, is like oh shit we're gonna get to me soon. I to think about like oh I can't wait but then I'm just finally here. I'm I'm now like fucking dread. I was dreading. I was like oh shit after the Solomon arc we got my arc. Yeah. Oh, we've been building this up for the past six months, six seven months. We have been in your fucking neck of the woods building this shit up. True, mm-hmm. but then <laughs> now here, it's the oh fuck we're here, oh fuck I'm I, damn. damn it went we're from here. it went from I don't mind being the the talk the the talking one of the group, but now it's like you're not only the person who talks a lot, but you now have to be the one front and center. Yeah, you're the you're you are the the face is what it's called. Yeah, face man. I was like before before Alaria was the face. Now you are the face. Have fun. You expected us <laughs> now, to. Alaria literally just to get just gets to chill with their big titty goth GF and just have that relationship. That is literally the reward for, or not the reward, but one the of payoff. the payoff narratively for going through all the bullshit that I put them through for a year and a half. You're gonna get equal rewards, but 
you gotta go through the peril and emotional turmoil first. It was so funny. It okay, takes a while. Out. Desi straight up asking me. <laughs> I'm, gonna, the... I'm gonna call you out slightly for today. Desi was straight up asking me, like, yo, what's gonna go on with, like, Desi and Max, with Maxin and Dura's living situation? And I'm just like, I don't know. Like, fuck, why do you want me to tell you that? Like, I... Like, you want spoilers? Like, the fuck? But he's just about to say, you are so shitty with spoilers that you actively go out to spoil yourself. Here's the thing. We, I wanted to do these things. Since that was pay- like hours ago. That was hours like, ago. I, Jesus. Can I finish? Can I, I'm not defending myself. I just want to say this. I wanted to do this thing since campaign one. Have, uh, like, this character has was going to plan on stealing a home like his heist was he's going to create these documents and steal this home the bureaucratic way instead of outright stealing it and we finally hear but when i was asked to make a map for it i was like oh shit i'd rather just find a map for it and outright trying to make one and you did just and you did that like but, i want to but, but the thing is though des left and the player came back in when he was like i was like wait a minute why are you asking about these type of fucking questions about Max? Like, what are you? And that's when I came up with the fucking court of owls. I was like, wait, are you yeah. going to court of owls yeah. us? Because what we, happened? Right? Are we going what to chill? Be, are we going to be chilling? And then all of what a sudden, happened? we being invaded. Our home is being invaded. That all of us have to fight our way out. <laughs> what I what happened right was that Desi Desi asked. He's like, hey, I found the the floor plan because he, this is stuff you guys already know that like Desi's character Maxon bureaucratically on paper stole someone else's villa mm-hmm. and that's going to be the party's like area to live in in for the duration of the Antivan campaign um it's awesome it's opulent it's it's amazing he found the the floor plan that he liked because this was something that he made and i was like no this is great like however you want it to be you tell me he found a floor plan i was like awesome and all I texted back was like, cool, so I'm going to make maps of these. And then, like, the spiral happened of just like, wait a minute, why do you need maps? Are we going to be attacked? What the fuck's going on? How is Max and Endura going to live? Why aren't you saying anything? Like, everything, every fucking thing, everything in this game. Maxon's paranoia level is at fucking 99.9%. Like, oh, here's a cute little kitten. And he's like, that's a fucking hell spawn right there. I'm going to go kick it. And you want to know know why the paranoia kicked in? I'm going to punt it. You know why the paranoia kicked in? This is before you 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 know, we um you came in. We was uh, it was I, during the it was during the um. I will defend Maxon in the way that I have scarred him for three years straight. Mm-hmm. It is okay that he's reacting like this. The Falcon Lodge arc, the little Falcon Lodge arc. We we would have we finally had a long rest. So the former player Vihia was like, I'm, I literally I'm gonna go. haven't done that to you since that day. It still fucking scars, man. We were supposed to have a long rest, and you attacked us in our fucking sleep. <laughs> no more long rest. This is pre before Maxon had any fucking magical abilities. This was Maxon. This is like, when Maxon's emo arc really took like a turn. Okay, I can tell but, you this. I was like, at, we sleeping were, does not protect you. I knew, I you were sleeping the in thing. the wild. Here's the thing, though. I knew that. Oh, I, I learned that then. I really learned that then. Remember, coming from a gamer standpoint to be to a tabletop standpoint, 
Oh, I learned. Oh, we are not safe forever. Even yeah. in our fucking sleep. And on top of that, we was what, level I seven? Am. Level seven. We were like level six, I think. And Yo, my I'm... hit points was at, what, like 30. And we got yeah. into an altercation beforehand. And I was at le- I was at 20 hit points. I would never yeah, that... fucking forget that. And I was attacked in my sleep. And that 20 hit points went down to 15. Yes, I was freaking the fuck out. That is also, here's the question. Here's the question. Did it ever go past 15? No. I love, yeah, he's like, I almost died, and he still had, like, 15 but hit points you, left. But did you have to throw a saving throw? But no. did you die? No. Not even, did you get down? No, because... Almost. No, right? No, you didn't because, get down. Because I remember, mm. I was like, this is, I don't know, because I, I remember saying, I don't know if this is feasible in d and I'm just saying, there I, is. Because I jump on the bed into the light fixture. He was like... Oh, did I? Did I do my job and scare you enough to think that your life was in danger, but at the same time, in reality, you weren't in that much danger? Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, hot air being blown our way, maybe from that campfire you were you sleeping know. around that you weren't safe from. I just want you to know, you remember the twig lights mm-hmm. that attacked you? Do you know how much every individual twig light health points like they had i know it was very easy because i was kicking them out the fucking way yeah do you want to know how many hit points they functionally had what like two 14 what yeah but here's the thing aoe (laughs) but here's the thing though you said there was a bunch on max's chest yeah and they were but here's the thing Here's there the was thing. like six or seven of them on you. But here's which means the thing: if you had twenty health points this at is... the maximum, they would take you down to like fifteen. But here's the thing, and this is a testament mm-hmm. to how good you, it was. The way how you described it, it was the way, mm-hmm. it was like watching yeah. Chucky again as a kid and seeing fucking Chucky on top of that dude yeah. and just. And ah, that's my ah, job. Ah. That's my job to make you think that you're gonna fucking die. <laughs> I'm so glad Ognash is the alert perk. That is my job to make you think that this is life and death. In my head. I did my job right. In my head, I was thinking like that woman in the Matrix. Not like this. Not like this. (laughs) I love you, man. I love you. Thank you for putting up with all the bullshit that I put you through over the years. Yo, thank you for summing up my my, um, whatever random thought pops in my head. Thank you for listening. For, for the record, Benny, I, I made, I made before you came in, I made a first drink like this, and I chugged it within, like, 30 seconds. Oh, oh dang. Oh, okay. my, my, I just realized that. Hey, hello, welcome back to Space Island Collective Podcast. Welcome back. We are having, we haven't even said it, but this is technically the party drunk cast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Last episode of 2022, I am Desmond Desi instead. That is the f- fried onion, uh, Jason Dean. We have quantum limits here for a limited time because they have to go to work in a few. <laughs> I'm sorry. At some point. At some limited point. time only. Get him while he's hot because yep. he's always he's hot. <laughs> and we have <laughs> last but certainly not least the Niamh Gobble Pebble himself, Benny Lombardo. You guys are of age and vibe with us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, if <laughs> not, and if you're not, I would not snitch. I love all you guys. And all you listeners out there, thank you so much. <laughs> You've made this a great year, all of you listening. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And I was serious. At some point in 2023, more like 2024, t-shirts will be coming. Oh my god, that's gonna be so fun. Okay, wait. Do you want to do? 
do you want to do like phrases from the podcast or do you just want to make like face oddity t-shirts or yes i have two designs in my head that i have yet to sketch out one is more of like a um punk rock-esque and the other one's just gonna be straight up the so it's gonna be like the soc and it's gonna be space space oddity in the back nice okay can i can i propose one uh podcast phrase the only podcast phrase that was coined i believe this year i'm pretty sure it was this year and i think it's the only one that so far deserves to be on a shirt Mm. uh uh i have a theory oh (laughs) that one was technically last Mm. year yeah it was baka yeah it was with it was with i think wandavision when we that's true that's true we've been okay well maybe if it wasn't this year either way that's still easily one of the most like recurring jokes and recurring things that we've ever said on the podcast that's true that's true the fact that we always come back with the theories and we always call it a theory is one of those things that we've just always made it a podcast thing i think we need to have a t-shirt and if jason will allow it a picture of jason on the front of it it says fried fried onion fried onion would be a great shirt a picture of, J- of a, like a resident sleeper emote but it's jason i do not want a, a straight picture of my face on a okay. shirt maybe maybe an artistic rendering perhaps okay what if it literally looked like a blooming onion like it, it's a blooming on- cartoon of a blooming onion your hair is the fried onion if it's just a bloomin' onion and it's not like my actual face, sure. Can we, can okay, we but how could you in? how could you do like like a bloomin' onion with like like a bong or something? You know, like I feel like we have to like incorporate it somehow. Okay. Uh. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. Smoked onion. Yeah. Like like smoking. I don't know. We'll figure oh, it out. Oh, okay. We'll I have out. an idea. I have an idea. It looks like a like a like a fucking like a weed pipe, right? It looks like a weed mm-hmm. pipe, but it's just like you illustrate it like at an angle, and it just has a gr- like a grill on it, and there's just a fried onion in the bowl. There we go. There's like a blooming Please. onion in the bowl instead of weed. Yeah. Or you go old school with it. You just get the onion. You make the onion look like it was um, used as a pipe. That's true. That's true. Mm. You can always like cartoon a face of like a of like an uh, like a face on the onion that vaguely resembles Jason, that just looks like it's got a joint in its mouth. That works too. I love me a good onion pipe. Yeah, oh. there you go. Well, yeah. oh my god, it's an onion pipe. I shit you not. We call it glass onion. <laughs> I actually. What if we just have the pipe, but like the smoke rings are just fried onion rings? Oh. That works too. Oh my god, a pipe with like different sized onion rings instead of the smoke? That's a really good idea. I mean, I, I know someone who commissions uh, ceramics. That's <laughs> Imagine selling That's pipe because you can sell pipes online. I actually, I know a bunch of artists will more likely probably do it. That's true. Oh my god. We, okay. For the I have record, anybody's we have been asking this for multiple years, and I know, at the very least now, I know that there are people listening. Thank you guys again for that. Please. And, and always remember, we have... any suggestions, or you like anything that we're saying, get at us, 
on Twitter, on Instagram. We're definitely going to make a, a, an effort next year to be way more on the social media platforms, way more on YouTube. Please communicate with us, contact with us, any of the ads that we leave in the description. We want to hear from you, the audience. We want to know that you guys are active with us. We want to give you guys what you want. So if you hear anything that you like, please find any of us on any of the mentioned social platforms. And also, we also have a bevy of episodes on the Space Idol Collective podcast feed. We have Artist Talk. We have Black Hole Tangents. We have old episodes of the, uh, the Giant Contraman Robot podcast. I am actually feeling that tequila right now. Hey! <laughs> the new flagship show that is the Space Idol Collective, which has over 70, by this count now, 79 episodes. And we hope that you stay tuned with us for the uh, for the uh, spiritual 200th episode since we've been podcasting with our return or not return, but really debut on YouTube. Yeah. So coming February. So this coming February will be on YouTube, y'all. Yep. Yep. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. I'm wearing a suit for for the first video. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Oh my god! Imagine if we all did like semi formal at the very least, like from the waist up <laughs> and then we all just stand up at the end we all just like all right goodbye everybody and we all just walk out of frame and it's just like regular jeans or shorts or whatever sweatpants no pants i haven't worn anything no, that's for the patreon <laughs> we, oh. might do a pa- we might do a patreon i'm not i'm not ready to ask y'all i would rather people pay for something from us than actually give us money well we we also discussed the patreon as being like an extra service not just yeah not just yeah where it's like you get the regular content but like we did discuss that and again out to the audience if you guys think that that would be something that you'd like be interested in or anything like that please get at us on the social medias patreon sounds like a way that a lot of people can support us with podcasts and at the same time you who just like decide to give us money for whatever reason uh, is going to get extra content for that, not just the regular stuff. Yep. Might even see some quantum ass on that Patreon. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> you want to see quantum's ass? We'll find out. Quantum ass. <laughs> I haven't worn anything formal since 2004. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last time, oh my god, I used to wear formal stuff all the time because of the way that I like was brought up, but Jumping. I get a little, uh, a little clip on tie. Right? I was three years old in 2004. I was one. Uh, I feel like we need to start I mean, like keeping was, track of what, like, Murders, onion, like... For legal reasons, Quantum is not drinking. I was five. I did, Murders. I was five before. I don't know Murders. <laughs> Jazz with reminding. No, it's the not, age difference. It is, it Over is this- funny by this point. It's just fun to make people feel old for the record over this past holiday season i have never felt older than i ever have until now oh, me too. I saw all my cousins that are younger than me and the way that they're talking to me is absolutely like i am the old one i even had my 12 year old cousin literally called me old for not understanding what the riz was <laughs> my cousin honestly i couldn't tell you my- w riz my cousin is only six years older than me. And he has a grandson. Oof! I was, I was like, I was like, who's this little man? He's like, that's my grandson. I was like, I was like, hold the fuck up! Ooh, I was I'm like, sorry. I was like, 
dude, you're only 45, man. You got a great feeling. What? Oh, ouch. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I was like, wait a minute. Okay, I'm 37. I'm like 38 next year. Oh, my God. I was like, wait a minute. Well, I'm saying, oh, my God. I'm fine. No, I have no kids. Yeah. Yeah, you know, hey, there you go. <laughs> I'm buying Legos January 1st. Yo, I, I shit you not. They're releasing some new shit January 1st. And like I like I told Christian, they're already in my fucking shopping cart. Nice. They're ready to go. Just beep. And then February, I'm buying that $90 set of fucking Wormwood dice. Vaporwave Wormwood dice. No, that's worth it. Honestly, that's worth it. Oh, because it's like I, I understand why people don't want to spend that much on dice. I get it. It's fine. If you're a hundred percent okay with just the plastic stuff, that's great. But it's like it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, you're buying it because they're better dice. It's nothing like that. And it's not even vanity. It's like I don't know, I, I'm pretty sure it's safe to say, at least with everybody in this podcast right now, there's a level of like ADHD and like neuro neurodivergency. Where, like, when you have multiple dice, it hits you on a serotonin level that, like, you just really do get to enjoy all these, like, I don't know how else to put it other than, like, humans love shiny things. Why do you think people have killed for gold? Like, I shiny, dice shiny things we just love. We're fucking crows in that way. Dice goblins. Exactly. Dice we we are simply dragons, and that is our shiny horde. Exactly. That shiny like plastic horde. That is our horde. Because I remember we was um, before Christmas. Me and Christian was talking. I was like, I there was a a pair of glass dice I saw for like fifteen bucks. I was like, damn, the glass ones are nice. The problem is they break or fracture quick. That's the problem. You need a nice. Oh. Di- as long as you have like a felt dice tray and you're not mishandling them, you should be fine. Hello. Yeah, exactly. As long as you got that exactly what you have right there, and you're not mishandling them, I'm sure you're going to be fine. This shit's smooth. Same thing with gemstone dice. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Same thing with. Literally gemstone. same thing. Mm. Are the sides felt or are those plastic? It's 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 felt and faux leather. It smells like yep. leather, but it's really fake leather. That's exactly what uh what mine is. I just have the octangular one. <laughs> I got a foldable one. Nice. I want to get a foldable one for when I go to my buddy's house for D&D night. Because I, I normally don't take this one and I just end up rolling on his table. So I do want to get one that like folds flat so I can stick it in my backpack. But uh, Die Hard Dice. I still don't have a dice mat. I just and cannot yeah. reasonably convince myself to purchase something that I know I can make. I mean, I'm honestly so easy. I have all the tools for it. I would literally just have to buy the leather. I think I have felt at my house. The question is, how long are you going to take? It wouldn't take that long. No, 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 no. no, no. Not not how long are you going to take to make the thing? How long is it going to take you to get motivated enough to make it? Oh, it's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. So that's the thing. That's the trade-off. Versus how Presently, long it though, actually take you to do it versus how much you spend to just buy one to get it quicker. Presently, I only have one set of dice that I would have to roll on a dice mat. Okay. And I bought them to be my DM dice for yes. the for the cleric campaign. So they will not be used for a minute. No, I got time. That's fair. I got time. 
These, these are my new Ognash dice. I, I, nice. You saw, uh, <laughs> I had to call you. He's like, I'm going to show them off. I was like, all right, that was like, I will let it, you know. It was three in the afternoon, my time. So it was like probably six for you. And I was like, where the fuck is the dice, man? <laughs> you want to know my hours of sleeping, Des? I know it was your hours of sleeping. That's why I posted that fucking gift. <laughs> I said, when I wake up, you know what? why I wasn't posted, Des? I wasn't awake. <laughs> our lovely, uh, our our lovely quantum, uh, working to the bone for graveyard shifts. Mm-hmm. Somehow managing to make things. Oh, no. it's rough. This is you know who else somehow managed to make things. James fucking Cameron. Okay, managed the new Avatar to make a sequel. To Avatar, I haven't. Seen you know, I heard that it was really good. That's what I was gonna say. I haven't seen it yet, but so far, everybody that I trust has told me it's actually really good. My See? coworker told me that it made her cry. That it was like twelve out of ten, the best movie she's ever watched in her entire life. Oh, I know I'm gonna I'm be in the that. minority, but no. I don't know how much I would trust her word, but no. like you know, that coming Thank from you. anyone. Thank you, Benny. Thank me- you. It's gotta mean Here. something. It's at least better than mediocre, you know. It's a movie. It's a movie. Look, all okay. To avoid spoilers as possible. Um, if you watched the first Avatar movie, you have watched the second Avatar movie. Oh, so is it continuing the same motif and same narrative beats, except just more yes. and new new situation? Yes. That's exactly what I was afraid of. Um, so instead of, you know, like, ripping off other movies, James Cameron just rips off himself. Uh, um, so the best way I can, like, say this movie is it's like, Avatar... The surprise children instead of the way of water because like there are there are just okay. there are decisions he makes in this movie and I don't care what anybody says, there's literally no reason this movie needed to be three and a half hours long. <laughs> Very important question. Uh did they give his children any kind of development, or is it just kind of sped through? You don't... You can't even remember the name of his children. Like, Ooh, they... That's rough. Yeah. They try really hard with, like, two... Two of the children tries hard with. Definitely. Definitely tries. But also, you're still like, mm, I don't remember... Either of your names, because, like, James Cameron sucks at kids. Yeah. Like, (laughs) the only child that was like, you're like, oh, you're fine, you're cute, let's save you, was Newt, and she didn't really talk. I only saw a couple of memes today about some of the kids, and the only ones that I remember were like, Hey, yo, why is he making Avatar look like a light-skinned dude that you just find in New York City? And then one of these people looks like they're going to tell you something about uh, emotional labor when you ask them to do the dishes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those are the only two that stand out in my mind about the memes. It's like... It... 
I, again, I know I'm in the minority, but so like when my friend and I went and my friend, um, she was, I'm not going to say she's a diehard Avatar fan, but she was like, look, I'm going to trust him because, you know, like he made Avatar, he made Titanic. And I mean, like, I feel like he was just sort of riding that high where he's just like going up to the studio to be like, I made the two biggest box office movies of this century and last century like fuck you um and so he, he sort of went in with that that ego and that's why we have a, a three and a half hour bullshit movie um but so my friend was like it's gonna be fine like i trust james cameron <laughs> you know he hasn't really let me down mm-hmm. and then like we're watching this movie and we're just like well, looking at the time like okay it's gotta be we gotta be like an hour and a half in and we're like 40 minutes fuck okay it's got to be close to being done and we're like it's only been two hours i um i heard that the kids in the movie say dude and bro a lot they say bro and cuz that's wait wait, i'm um, sorry i'm sorry disgusting first off Uh, what cuz do they say cuz like they do they say cuz there is literally a white boy with dreadlocks in this movie that is trying so hard to be native. Oh, so you're telling me the cultural appropriation things kind of sound like, uh, no. Oh, he leaned, he leaned even more into this. Because I already had, I, I used to call the first Avatar Dances with Wolves in Space. Yes. Yeah. And I'd this say- is... Still very similar because again he ripped off he just he just copied himself he just copied Avatar and then pasted it to make Avatar two but he's just like I'm gonna add some kids. I heard something about how like the last hour is basically a just one long fight scene. Yes, and it's so confusing. Like again, like not getting into it, but you're like like it starts off because you're gonna know immediately like. When you're like, oh, okay, thank God, we have an hour left, fuck. Um, but it's like halfway through, you're gonna be like, what the, f- what the fuck happened? Like, because it just, again, trying not to do spoilers. It's a transition shift from you know, like a, a wider story to again that self-contained, um, all about these white men. Again, the white man. They still oh, yeah. oh no! Is it just a completely new thing? Like, fuck yeah, you all. We want the whole planet. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. Like, whatever. If you guys ever do see it, so we can like talk about it, so I can just rage I, or, like this watch, stupid. I'm definitely gonna watch it, but this. I, I think I'm gonna wait for it to hit a streaming service first. Yeah, this is yeah. gonna be Avatar is gonna be one of those movies that I will never watch. It's, I mean, it's, you know, I think it's definitely going to make at least a billion at the box office, but from what, like, people have said it needs to make at minimum between 1.5 and 2 billion at the box office to break even. It just just hit 8, 10 million in box office. Yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely made more overseas than it has in the U.S., but I don't know if it's got the uh longevity of the first one i think what's gonna happen it's not gonna hit its mark 
and James Cameron and industry people are going to blame superhero movies all over again. I think what's going to happen is the um, like four planned sequels after this are going to be combined into one because if anything I've learned from watching <laughs> The Way of Water is that these movies don't need four fucking sequels because this movie did this movie could have been 90 fucking minutes. Mm-hmm. Question. Do you, how do you feel about the first one? I didn't like it. It was fine. Like the first one, the first one I didn't think was amazing, but I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. And again, like it's, it's fine. Like I watched when I first watched it, I was like, okay, that was cool. That was enjoyable. But I still remember, I just remember crystallizing in this moment, like, I don't know how far through. Um, But I was just like, I just remember thinking like, oh, the last shot of this movie is going to be Jake Sully just fucking opening his eyes as a a blue person. Like, that's going to be the final shot. Yeah. Oh my god, does it really end with the same shot? I don't think that's too much of a spoiler to say if it really is that last shot. It does. <sighs> it does. It I, does. I hate mm-hmm. that that certain critics are going to look at that and be like, oh my god, that's such an homage to the previous. It's setting up a precedent for the rest of them. Instead of just being like, no, that's hacky. They did the same exact thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. So I remember, like, in the first Avatar movie, after, you know, the movie ended, you know, you had people, like, clapping um, at the end of this movie. Again, like, when this movie ended, it's just dead silent in the theater. And so I'm just like, yeah, I don't think it's going to have the same longevity because people, again, they're not going to want to sit to watch a fucking movie for seven fucking hours because that's what they're committing to if they want to watch this again. Yeah. What is it? Yeah, like and didn't James Cameron say that he was going to release a director's cut that was like literally seven and a half hours long? Ugh. Welcome to the podcast. I made it. You made it. <laughs> we're just we have a leaf on the wind. Welcome on, leaf. We're, thank you, thank you. We're, we're just shitting on Avatar too. We're shooting on our uh, don't see it. So, too, I, I think what's going to happen is that more than likely, studio heads and James Cameron are going to get together. They're going to be like, okay, we don't need four fucking movies. You can wrap this up in one more movie. And they're just going to... They're just going to be like, you get one movie, you get this fucking budget. <laughs> you go over, like... No. I, think- I really would. I think once again, I think people are going to go playing like, oh, you can sit through Endgame and Infinity War, but you can't sit through my like. I I feel like James James Cameron's going to be like, oh, you can sit through these Marvel and DC movies, but you can't sit through mine. Point proven through Benny's review of Avatar two, and then hearing that the audience did not clap at this movie at Alamo Drive House, no less. No. No one's not going to sit through mediocre shit anymore. Yeah. If, if memory I mean, serves me correct. I heard Love and Thunder was not all that good. And it's been oh, three months and I still have yet to watch it. 
Okay, I recently watched Love and Thunder. Very recently, like within the past month or two months. Mm -hmm. How did you feel? I thought it was fun. I did not think it was the best Marvel movie. I thought Ragnarok was better. Ragnarok, to me, was better only because it felt genuine in the way it was presenting itself. Um, I I someone's someone's like... I think there was just too much humor because you had such a great story to have that depth and that horror yeah. and that actual like self-reflection and they sort of just like lean too far into Thor's himboness. Like yeah, I still enjoyed I love, it. Like I love Taika Waititi. However, I think he went exactly like that. I think he went too comedic instead of just allowing the literal like story narrative of what Thor is to conclude itself out well because I think they had a rare opportunity to make a third movie be something about like a closure of Thor or a little bit more like a reconciliation over the past events of what happened within like Avengers and all that kind of stuff. Like, although the story was fun, I did enjoy Love and Thunder. It it was fun to watch. It didn't feel like it was impactful enough to Thor's character to really justify a lot of the placement that they were trying to put him in by the end of it. Do you think, yeah, I, I don't like how Thor's changed like throughout the movies because the, from like the first movie to now, it's a lot more of a comedy than a serious movie. Exactly. And I know it's not yeah. a superhero movie. Yeah, I have a bit. Th- I mean, I'm I'm okay with like again how he was in like Ragnarok because it was sort of straddling that line between like comedy and mm-hmm. and seriousness because yeah, like the first two. Deadpool. The first two Thor movies, but you can't leave all the comedy to one person. Yeah, like, but there's characters like Deadpool that are more funny that you can make movies of. It's just that well, know, Thor but, like, is more. The Thor comic there. books have comedy in it. Like, obviously, not as much, but that's what like Ragnarok. I think had like, I think went just a dash too far into the comedy but like it still had the serious beats that were good but like the first two thor movies just kept with that whole fish out of water thing and that like almost like shakespearean type thing that just didn't really connect with audiences which is why they were sort of the lower performing marvel movies yeah i have a bit theory that i want to present do you think what ifs himbo thor was the basis for love and thunder's thor yes i'm gonna say no i might be getting a call from my boss to me it felt like watching live action himbo thor i mean no it was definitely like live action himbo thor but i think because like so many of these marvel properties like when you read a lot of the stories like they are being developed simultaneously so all these people have all this shit in the air at the same time that they're working on and they are working independently of each other while still like having sort of that main source of contact to be like here's this thing and so i think what if sort of jumped off of ragnarok with the little comedy aspect of it but again like also touching on the OG Thor before he you know 
went on his uh, change thing. So it's like, I think it was more those two merged together. And I think because Taika had this Ragnarok script finished, like the first draft, what was it, back in like 2018, 2019, I think? It was right before one of those big Comic-Con things where he announced uh, the return of Jane Foster. But yeah, I think, I just think, um, I think it was a misstep for both. It wasn't like a huge misstep, at least for me. There's there's a bunch of people out there that do think it was. um, In that same vein, right? How much do you think that that was influenced by the potential that the Ant-Man movie, the next Ant-Man movie, might be more serious than it was comedy. Like, do you think that that might be a thing? Because obviously we ha- the new Ant-Man movie hasn't come out yet, but at least with how we've seen the trailers, because of like how it concerns itself with, um, with uh, what's the name? With the, with the main villain that's been coming. King the Conqueror. King, thank you very much. Like with how it looks like it's going to involve Kang and how serious the trailer looks, Mm-hmm. Do you think that that there could be any possibility? And this is me just spitballing. I, I'm yeah. not confirming any source. But do you think that there could be any correlation with maybe like higher Marvel execs being like, "Hey, we need to introduce something like really big on Ant Man, and it's going to detract from the comedy." Taika, can you possibly make more comedy on this one because we're going to flip the property style? I like, don't think so. I think quote unquote the comedy and then Thor became like the drama and then now they're switching. Yeah, I genuinely think it's the Marvel executives, Disney executives, um looked at the success of Thor Ragnarok and was like, Oh, people want more comedy from Thor and so then they're just like dial that up. Um then here's the que- then here's my question. Would it be because Baba Iger was gone? majority of him like if you look at most of these marvel movies bob Iger was on most of these as an executive producer with feige and then when he left check it whatever bob whatever his last fucking last name is came in we then we got phase that's right around the time phase four started kicking off could it be because the new disney ceo affecting part of the mcu no, because well, when former. did the new? No, when did the new CEO come in? The new CEO came in right at the start of Phase Four, so around WandaVision. This is like right at the start. So after a lot of these things had already been filmed. Mm. They do or started filming yeah, and started, started production. Mm-hmm. So like, no, do. I don't think so. Okay. I just genuinely think it was executives were just like shit you you hit this fucking home run with this comedy keep up um and there were parts that had the heart in it they just they really needed to like turn it up um and they just they took such a great story because like to have this thing of you being a god even though throughout all the the Thor movies, Odin's yeah. like, mm, we're not gods, but like, technically, they are. <laughs> um, just because they're not worshipped anymore, you know, it's, but I mean, even then, like, 
Odin and like Ragnarok was like, oh, are you the god of hammers or the god of thumb? Like, so yeah. they still mention it, but like, obviously with like, sort of fan fictioning their way through their canon <laughs> is like, the like, best way I could say it. I think I feel like they had a, a very good opportunity that they absolutely missed with being able to differentiate Thor amongst the rest of the gods. I think mm -hmm. I think what they need to do, but they're never going to do it. Take a break from the movies, just for a while. Focus on television, because that's what it looks like is what Star Wars is doing. They're taking a break from film and they're focusing on their TV division. And I think it's working. Take a break from the movies, from these phases. Like, have your phase six be nothing but television. Take a break after Secret Wars. I feel so weird to even be talking about phase six. So I mean, like, it makes it just feel weird. Just like take a break. Uh, like it's you're you already proven that as shitty as some of the I haven't seen the Love of Thunder, so I'm not gonna say it's shitty. But if the quality of the film and people are are complaining about the quality of the Marvel film, take a break, stick to television for a while, mm -hmm. then come back. Yeah. Whatever well, I mean, you're like Fans shit on the quality of like quote unquote everything. But not like, just fans, but also critics as well. If you, more so critics, um, critics as the last few years has been going. Mm -hmm. I feel like fans and critics are two completely different things at this point, honestly. Yeah. Because every single, at least, at least for the last like, fuck, still feels weird to say. At least for the last ten to fifteen years, fuck, do I feel? I was saying uh, in the last three years. Especially in the last three years, right? Especially in the last three years. It feels like critic reviews are just 100% different than what fan reviews are now. Actually, because Not even fan. I should say audience reviews in general. Actually, let me, re let me re actually redo it. Ever since after the end of Endgame, from Endgame mm -hmm. to now, if it's, it doesn't matter if it's DC especially Marvel, anything comic book related, people want, and yes, I agree, even Henry Cable said, people want quality in these comic book movie films to yeah. be taken seriously. Yeah. And with Love of Thunder coming out, it came out, and it's been proven, especially right now, it has not been taken any form of seriously because how heavily, it's, from what it sounds like, how heavily it leans into the comedic portions of it and yeah. not the portions of the of what th makes Thor okay to some or great to others. Yeah. I'll, I will say that when it comes to, like, Thor Love and Thunder, weirdly, the strongest part of it, to me, was Christian Bale. Yeah. He like, was wasted. The way he did Gore the Gar God Butcher and every scene that he had, I was like, this is actually really good. And I feel like if they had just focused on this more, it would have been fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. Speaking of dramas, I'm trying to transition. I might drop See how well you do. <laughs> I might drop a nuke on you. Okay. I, I'm, I know we shit on it at the start of the year. I might want to dip my toes back into Star Wars. Okay, you shit on it. Yeah. You shit on it. I vehemently have 
fucking defended it this entire time alone. I love how Des always tries to share the blame when it is literally solely on him. Like, if he's like, oh, hey, 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 no spoilers, don't you spoil this, when he is literally the only person on this podcast that fucking spoils shit. And guess what? But he's like, oh, I know you guys shit on Star Wars. No, bro, you fucking shit on Star Wars. So how about you go drop that nuke in front of a fucking mirror, okay? (laughs) Go over there and have a fucking talk with yourself, bro. I will will say this. I'm going to treat our show like the Titanic. If I'm going down... We're going to a- get. We're going together. We're going together. Bitch, no! I am pushing you off that door. No. I am pushing you no. off the fucking no. door. Okay. I'm there is no room I'm here. I'm staying on that goddamn door. I would just like to state that the MythBusters proved that Jack could not have floated on that with Rose. I just yeah, without the help, yeah, of like because no, because here's the thing: no matter the size, people don't realize the fact that the door would have not held the weight, and it would have been in the water. They would have both been in the water and frozen to death. Like it's, the solidity it's level. It's the stupid not. argument that people have, just like people fucking continually having that dumbass argument about whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It's a stupid, pointless fucking argument that doesn't matter at all. Thank you very much, Benny. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Every single time ever I've ever seen any article of like Jack could have lived. I'm like, shut the fuck up. No. Like, no. He literally, they literally showed in the movie when he tries to get on and it flips fucking up Thank and they you. both can't Thank stay you. on it. They show it in the movie. But this is what I'm saying. Like, there's okay, so like this is gonna sound really like Go for it. Demeaning and rude, and I definitely, like, I don't mean that. But this is why, like, James Cameron, like, is sort of, like, the quote-unquote king of the box office because a lot of stupid fucking people watch his movies, and they, like, love his fucking movies. Because, like, again, like, I mean, no disrespect even though that was a very disrespectful thing to say but like the one person i talked to that was like what the fuck are you talking about avatar 2 was an amazing film they are very stupid benny you're you're fine because i've said some demeaning things about my own race like i'll give an example (laughs) black people has to pick a struggle I have two. I have no license, no car, and I don't know how to swim. Actually, that's three. Can't swim, don't have a license. Yeah, I have three. Don't have a license, don't have a car, can't swim. I'll be the first one to, I'll be the first one to die in Titanic. I love how the only one that's relevant to that comment would be don't so you swim. Can't swim. Yeah. Because, I was about to say, because yeah, there's no cars on the Titanic. Absolutely no diss. There was literally there was literally only one black person on the Titanic and he went down with that ship. That's yeah. Des is SpongeBob. Yeah. Over eighteen. Can't drive. Ah. No car. Can't swim. <laughs> <laughs> like me being like, I survived a, a survival situation despite, despite the fact that I'm lactose intolerant. 
I don't like I don't like scary movies, and on top of that, I run fast. That'll be one of our that'll be one of our t-shirts. Is just pick a struggle. Pick a struggle. No. It's a wheel. Merch idea. <laughs> you definitely missed that one, Leaf. We was talking about merch ideas. Oh my god! One, one of them was a picture of Jason, and it said "fried an onion" on it. The wheel of struggles. Yep, the wheel of struggles. <laughs> yeah. My boss called me because apparently there's some work drama. <gasps> Ooh, Ooh, is it like interesting? Wait, like, actually, she asked this. Do they listen to this podcast? No, hell no. Spill the so tea. Let's... Spill yeah. the tea. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's two different stores, and there's tea at different stores. Oh, shit. Um, Lucky for basically, you, I can fuck with some tea. So I love tea. Before I go on, what's the uh, uh, rules on these uh, platforms about drug talk? You haven't been on before, have you? Oh, I mean, no. we have talked about drugs before. I yeah. would say yeah. maybe just don't, like, obviously, like, name names or yeah. name names, like, identifying name things. Person. Names of the people involved, but you can mention mm-hmm. drugs and stuff like that. We are a M-rated podcast. Yeah. So if you want to be, like, the district manager, like, that's like, fine. Yeah, we have the explicit tag on our podcast. It's, right quick. Yeah. Is that some just Doc don't, Martin like, dox anyone. Exactly. Just yeah. It'll be good. I got you. This is a question I want to ask right quick. Is those some Doc Martin sandals? Yes, they are. They're beautiful. Oh, oh, Jesus walkers. They are cute. I'm just going to mention also for the newer people to the podcast, just in case it's never been stated as well. Um, if for whatever reason in post or after the fact, before we publish the podcast, if you guys feel like, hey, you know what? There's something I said that I want cut out. Or, hey, there's something that I want like uh, amended. Let us know. We'll we'll work with you guys on that. Yeah, because that is that is absolutely something that it's like we want to you know make sure that we that we uh, hold everybody's public integrity and things like that. That being said, we're not trying to like cover up anything. We never do. We almost very rarely ever edit the podcast. For those listening, it's just for those things of just like once in a while someone says something. It's very rarely happened. But if you guys, those that are newer to the podcast, ever feel like that, please let us know. That's yeah. that's something. That's okay. Yeah, on past episodes like Artist Talk or this episode, I have been asked like after the fact, like, can you cut this specific part out? Or I accidentally said he, they, he, he, her, I mean, he, him instead of they, them. And I just went and just amended it and just took out those portions where it, that was said. So yeah, I've done that. So things things like that, please don't feel. Please feel free to like let us know. It's fine. It will be well received. Oh, yeah. All right. And now, but anyways, tea. with that said, by all means, tell us your fucking tea. Just tell the not- tea. We are thirsty. <laughs> so, basically, at my further store right now, mm-hmm. someone's probably about to get tossed soon. Ooh. Um. <laughs> I have a feeling I know who it is. My finger points, like, if I had, like, them lined up and my finger was just, like, a magnet pointing to which one, mm-hmm. it'd probably go to the uh, one out of three that does, uh, like, crack on shift. And <laughs> You've got a dousing ride for drug addicts. Uh, that's what <laughs> I was thinking. That's literally what was in my head. I was like, it's a dousing rod. Yeah, it's a dousing rod for drug addicts. <laughs> <laughs> got yeah, dude, it's so bad. There's like residue marks on the floor. 
from whatever the fuck he was using. That's not dab. We know what dab is. So it's um, really hard. Mm-hmm. Damn. And it's like the dark. It's a very dark resin. Oof. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, he's also been seen in cars of like. Okay, so my coworker would pull up. Mm-hmm. Uh. So I'm gonna call him Kylo. Um. <laughs> okay. he, that's not his real name. Yeah. Yeah. Fake names are fine. Cool. So Kylo runs inside. Um, basically to, you know, cause customer pulls up, but it was my coworker. She literally just sits out there for 20, 30 minutes just to fuck with them because she's annoyed that he was out in the car with like a car full of people. Oh, um, weird. weird. Yeah. And then during your shift. Yeah. And she would look over and, you know, they would have the like, you know, hand up to their face Duck oh. down and come uh, back up, and you could only yeah. assume that they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but you could you, with them doing that in that car. You could only assume what Kylo was doing in that car. Yeah, exactly. On shift, so he's yeah. just doing harder drugs. He basically brings his. He used to bring his girlfriend up, and they would like fuck in the car while they were there. Okay, because like- it was night shift. Yeah. Damn. I mean, it's like I. He's gotten away with so much shit. At the same time, if you do it consistently, that's an issue. Yeah. He's he's gotten away with so much shit. I think the other overnight guy over there finally broke and like told the our big boss everything about it. Yeah, that makes sense. So I think he's gonna get tossed in, and then over at our newer. not newer, uh, over at my closer location, it, um, tends to be that one of our co-workers is, like, bullying others, like, has a, is, like, gaining a superiority complex, mm-hmm. saying that he's a manager whenever we don't have any managers, except for, um, we have Big Boy, and we have Big Big Boy. Mm-hmm. Damn. And then we have bud tenders like me and the rest of the people there. So and he's a bud tender. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was like going around telling people th- that he was a manager, um, trying to boss people around. Yeah, that always cracks me up. Just like how far businesses are willing to let like <clears throat> shitty employees run amok just so they don't have to hire yeah. like a new person. Yeah, mm-hmm. pay for like the unemployed. Yeah, like they will go so fucking far. Oh my god. Okay, do you guys want similar but different tea about the bar around like close to me? Yes, my local yes. bar. Yes. yes so, I so I I I'm. Look, can I'm we call friends. this like a Long Island iced tea? <laughs> since it's about a bar. Yeah. No, it's a okay. okay. You guys want some Long Island iced tea? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, so the bar nearby me, um, that I nor- that I frequent semi normally. I used to go a lot more, less now. I I recently went for a karaoke night, mm-hmm. and there was like maximum there was like nine people there all night, including staff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got to I got to meet somebody there that I had like seen before that I had met there before, like very briefly. But um, I started talking with her. And then she she's like, oh, yeah, like, I, I work here and this and that. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. But the day that I saw her, she wasn't working there. And 
and we were hanging out we were like you know doing the karaoke stuff or whatever and at a certain point uh we're sitting at the bar and this like dude comes in from outside he finds himself a seat and you see that like he has like a, a grocery store bag with him and he's like eating food out of the bag or whatever like he's keeping to himself though so nobody says anything but the owner of the bar walks in and like i know the owner and obviously like the bartenders knew the owner and stuff like that so we were all saying hi at the bar and everything um you know like i uh, i like she goes and she's like doing her own thing like 20 minutes later um the the bartender and i well look like i said not on not on the clock at the time but the bartender and i were like sitting at the bar having a drink and stuff and at a certain point like the dude is sitting like right behind me but at a different table because like i'm at the bar and the table's like right behind me and at a certain point like we hear him start to like get kind of like weirdly yelly and he's just like yelling somewhat and then like the bar owner walks out to go have a smoke and this dude gets the fuck up and he grabs a chair and he starts like trying to threaten to like throw the chair as she's walking out. And like we immediately are like, hey, yo, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like we like we we get him to like put it down. And then the the bartender is like, hey, like you need to get your shit and leave. You need to fucking leave. Not not the one that was on duty, but the one that was like sitting with me. And she's like, you need to fucking leave. And he's like, ah fuck, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And then like me and like two other dudes stood up. And we're, like, standing there, like, to be like, hey, dude, you gotta get the fuck out of here. And, like, he grabs his shit and he leaves. Bar owner comes in, talks to her, and is like, I need you to come talk with me. She leaves. I don't see her for, like, fucking 15, 20 minutes. She comes back in and she's just like, that was bullshit. I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, yeah, no, like, like, she, like, the bar owner tried to kick me out because I said that because he's a regular. And it's like, yo, but did you not... Like what the fuck are you like the dude picked up a chair at her and, and she and she's like, Yeah, no, but I don't know what's going on. Like blah 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 blah. So she's telling me that like the bar owner is trying to tell her, like, hey, you need to fucking leave and I uh, like like she was almost gonna fire her that night, apparently. What? So I got the bartender's number and we were like talking or whatever. And then the other day she text uh, not the other day, yesterday she texted me and she's like, Hey, can you come to the bar? And I was like, I'm sorry, I can't go. I got other stuff, whatever. Like, like, what's going on? And she's like, because I'm trying to go with a bunch of friends because I got banned from the bar and fired. And I'm trying to go with a shit ton of people. So that way, if they kick me out, we can all leave. And I was like, oh my God, like, I'm sorry, I can't go. But like, please let me know how it goes. And, and apparently, yeah. So apparently she, she went yesterday with like friends and shit. The bar owner wasn't there, so it was, like, generally fine. But currently, it's 100% that thing of, like, I don't know what's going to happen first, whether the bar owner is going to catch her there with all of her friends and kick her out, and a bunch are going to fucking leave and just show, be like, hey, fuck you, here's all the business, gone. Yeah. Like, Guess who's never coming to your bar again? Exactly. And it's like, yeah. yo, what the fuck is going this on? Is, if this is about business, I'll show you. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that, like, just, it, it just reminded me of, like, similar bullshit, but still different in, in, in its own way, where it's like, yo, why the fuck are you trying to fire staff that, like, was literally defending your physical being? It's <laughs> yeah. because men will, like, I know it's, like, weird to be, but, like, men will fucking support men over women, like, any well, fucking thing. A female. Everyone involved, I... minus the dude... <gasps> that th was gonna throw the chair is female 
Oh, that's some internalized misogyny right there. Right? Right? That's what I was thinking. Mm. Oh, my mm. God. No. Yeah. Like, yeah. Everyone, everyone involved, minus the dude that almost threw the chair, is female. No. Yeah. That's some, that's some internalized misogyny faux show. Right? Right. You want to know the most pettiest thing I would have done? What? Call it the city. Yo, I won't, though, only because I like that place, and it's around the corner. Mm-hmm. When you said dude throwing a chair, go down there to call the city over that. No, I would have called the city over something. I would have. Give me, come on. The, the years of playing D and D, you know I can get yeah. very creative. Yeah, very creative. There could be a multitude of things while we're called the city. Yeah, very fair. Very fair. Yo, Christian. Yeah. When you said throwing a chair, it only made me think of what I posted in the multiverse. In the in the Discord, <laughs> oh my goodness. Like in... yeah, <laughs> in the... yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking, I'm gonna I'm gonna use that in the in our actual game. Person, the game, huh? Wait, wait, in wait, because there's technically two multiverses. There's the multiverse in this server, and there's the multiverse in my this server. server. This server's multiverse. Oh, D and D feats in um in, in movies. Yeah. Throw oh, anything. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, <laughs> I saw that on TikTok. Another thing that happened in twenty twenty two. I joined TikTok after what Oh yeah, that's a three, big thing. After three years saying I would never join TikTok. And now and now now that you've had more time with it and your friends have gotten to send you shit, what do you think about it now? I still hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it with a smile on my face now. Because <laughs> one, I blame, even though they haven't sent me anything, Jason. <laughs> you haven't sent me anything. I discovered. I discovered. I discovered that drummer on my own. And wow. I'm sorry. Wait, hang on. What happened? <laughs> you, <laughs> you are definitely gone. I'm... This is like, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm a little fucked up, sorry. <laughs> You're gonna have to I just think it. it's funny that Des was like, yeah, I saw that video on there without being like, yeah, Benita sent that to me earlier today. Oh, no, no, it's no, no. Fine. I gonna say, no. Mm-hmm. I saw that video that you sent. I love the mm-hmm. that you sent me. Because, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's the... Benny, for the record, even though I don't like all of them because, like, it takes a lot to like all of them, I very much do appreciate everything you said. Because okay. here's the thing. Oh, are we talking okay. about TikTok? Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I love. I haven't the... sent you anything. I literally keep forgetting to sit down and actually find you on TikTok. And see, once again, it's still. It, oh. I, I think 2023 is going to be the year. Wow. Where Desi, Here, Desi is Here. Dead. what's your what's your ad? What's it your is, ad? It's literally Desi is dead. Hmm? Everyone, go follow him on TikTok. You just his ear was the weird thing because, like, we tried to find you and it was like fucking pulling teeth. I forgot where the fuck I had to go through, but it wasn't through the search bar. (laughs) Also, yesterday I think it was. It made me so happy because I was talking about Benny and uh, Benny's character Nyama in the the campaign Mm -hmm. because I was talking to Lance about D and D. And mm-hmm. then right after I finished talking about that, I saw a notification on my phone saying that Benny liked one of my my reposts, and I was like, Benny! 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and too, I was like, ooh, yes! <laughs> yes. <laughs> what I like is the fact that I'm still being... It's, I'm giving... I'm giving all the... You, you're still feeding the, the Mass Effect Dragon Age. Because I've been... I've been quiet. Minus the D&D campaign. I've been quiet, not talking about nothing about Dragon Age or Mass Effect. I've been very quiet. But then you see me all these TikToks and I'm like... I may want to replay Mass Effect again for like the 10th time. Mm-hmm. And then game ranks. Yeah. And then game ranks don't help. Because they had a top 10 list of things gamers still do. And then number two was... When you say you play an RPG, you say you're going to do something different, but you fall back doing the same thing over oh, and no. over and over I can't again. Get, I can't get out of that with Fallout. I keep just leaning towards the same thing. I'm like, ooh, people blow up. I punch people hard. Like I never go intelligence. I, I, it is damn near physically impossible for me to be mean in a video game. Thank you. Because I feel so guilty if I make somebody sad. I realize these are just fucking pixels and fucking coding. I absolutely understand that. But if I make Alistair or fucking Dorian sad, I will reload fucking two hours worth of gameplay so I do not make them sad again. I remember saying this. I will keep Ashley at this. There's a trophy in Mass Effect that you have to keep the same romance in all three games. And I was like, I'm going to keep Ashley. Did you as get this, that as, as I have, dude, I have so many. Why would you pick Ashley when you have Liara? Can I finish? 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 I'm going to play through the whole thing for you the first time. You are going to keep the space racist. Can I finish? No. No. On the Xbox version, I have, I almost 100%. The only thing I need was the Nightmare Difficulty trophy. I have Liara on the Xbox version all through the Mass Effect games. I was like, all right, I'm on PlayStation. I'm going to be different. I'm not going to pick Liara like I always do. And every time I pick Liara and I get the Mass Effect 2, I mean, not Liara, I'm going to pick Ashley. Every time I get the Mass Effect 2, guess who I cheat on Ashley with? Miranda! Yes! Yeah, Miranda, of course. Is either Miranda or Jack. I'm like... No, I can't... I can't ever... I can't ever pick Miranda anymore only because of Mass Effect 3. So it's like every time I think about Miranda in 2 or 1... Like, well, not 1. But every time I think about Miranda in in 2, I'm just like, I can't do that because I fucking hate how this goes in 3. And... Like, the romances, the new romances you could get in Mass Effect 2 that were not part of your OG crew were fucking bullshit because the game, literally Mass Effect 3 was set up so that you literally just be with your OG crew from Mass Effect 1. Yeah. Speaking about things in space, uh, when are we getting part 3 of uh, of, uh... Hey, so when do y'all want to do... Oh my god, the fucking Spawnable... Yeah, I'm gonna no. do part three of the Sparnival. I'm, you know, I'm gonna be honest. I have, I have Sunday, Monday off. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I don't want to go back. Technically, you, you, Sunday, Monday, Saturday. You can kill me because after I work Saturday, I'm off for the rest of that day. Yeah, dead, I will kill you off. Thank if you don't show up for the third one, I will absolutely kill you off. Kill me off. I, I, 
the excitement of playing it just like literally just like it just died out. No, I get it. So just you can just like Jim never no, made it Jim never made it back to his alien. Literally on my character sheet, you had the roll for your options. Mine's I rolled Jim has a sick significant other. Yeah, no, it's all he good. has I'm to get back sure. to. All like, I'm gonna do is make sure that when you die in the third one, it's gonna be example to the rest of the people. Yeah, dude, just kill me off and then just have someone take his dog tags and give it to do, a significant other. Do I have the list. Absolutely not. I don't no one's gonna do that for you. Jim was that much of an asshole. You didn't like him. No, it's not an asshole thing. It's a I want to make it a point to the other players how deadly the next encounter is. Yeah, go ahead. You can just kill me off the worst way. Awesome, also, cool. you're saying this like you're anticipating any of us making out of it alive. I think well, I don't know I, if that's gonna happen. I think there's, I feel like there's two there's two I don't people. Know if you guys are gonna live at the third one or not? You are underestimating, like vastly underestimating the shits people will give about a random stranger that you want us to deliver a letter to. True. It's but not a letter, also, it's uh, dog tags. Dog, dog tags, but whatever. Also, see I, see I, how little I care that I couldn't even remember what you wanted? No, I'm just kidding. But also, but there's, 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 actually two people, there's actually there's two people I think who is actually going to make it. And I'm not going to give that until actually it's played out. I think there's two people I believe who will... Why not? Say it now. No, we want, we want to hear the prediction. No, because one, y'all going to get mad and be like, oh, why you don't think we'll survive? No, fuck that. I want to know. I want to fucking know. Fuck Let's hear it. Come on. You saying it will not change how Christian plays the game. True. But also, nah, I'd rather have y'all think who I think. There's two. I think we just I, called your bluff. No, there, I, I think, think just the meat like, puppet is lying. You, you want to see the person who won and be like, yep, nope. Okay, there's two. The All right. I called it. I think, by the way, Mars, I think way, Mars, the, I think Mars and Benny's character is going to survive. Honestly, probably. Mars I, and Benny's character. Yeah. Mars, that's why. Here's my theory why. I think I think uh, Fayette, uh Leaf's character has an, has enough stress, has enough stress points to get into that point where they're gonna like it's gonna get to the point where they can't think straight. I feel um, like Fafobot like... is doing too much to be like oh I don't give a fuck where they're gonna be like oh they're gonna be that one robot and like aliens to get taken out. Um, we already know that Zell's character has PTSD and it's getting more stressful for them. Jim yeah, is already Jim is already stressed out because he got off myself. Alo's character is too curious. Yep, and then <laughs> yeah. and then plus I was already not committed to being a ship captain. Already like pulled the trigger on something, not knowing the fuck was going on. So I have no qualms of being taken out right off the first bat. Yeah, uh, you're saying I, I'm I, doing too much. Pathlobot like, goes off of group tasks. I feel like you're also <laughs> underestimating the amount that people will try to save the one person who can't save themselves meaningly. Where it's just like, I'm oh, leaving that little girl. That most likely is absolutely not going to survive. That means a lot of people are probably going to give their lives trying to make sure they survive. Yeah. That little girl next to the lizard, she's fucking staying there. I don't care. It's just... <laughs> She yeah, that's know. the thing too. You guys saw that little kid's mm -hmm. sister in that room right when we ended, and it was like right next to the monster, and the monster isn't moving or anything like that. 
Oh, you... And here's the thing, and also another thing. I don't remember what the fuck happened. I mean, I'll remind you guys, but at the same time... We were that. stuck in that room, and someone was like, we have to save the kid, because you were like, the kid is the sister. And we're like, I was like... The sister of the, of the boy outside. Yeah. Behind, you guys... Oh, we I mean, left the kid... Did we... Children in D&D before. Yeah, we left the kid so at his like... house with food. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. I've seen you lie to kids in D&D before. Why can't you lie to that kid? Yeah, I lied to kids in D&D, because it made sense. Yeah, what was I here? Oh no! No, because here's, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the room with a giant ass, big ass monster. I think the reason why I didn't, I, I didn't speak up any uh, at all with the kid. Yeah, and here's this is why. There's a possibility. There's a there's a possibility that kid's gonna die of starvation. If we if we all die, if we all die. Well, I know I'm sure gonna die. Oh right? yeah, if, if we, we all di- die, that kid's dying. Yeah, but at the same yeah. time, like you guys, quote unquote, save that kid by actually making him food, because that kid had been surviving for two weeks on like fucking canned food by himself. And you, I, I remember when it was like, oh fuck that kid, fuck that kid. That's that's a trap. That's a trap, absolutely. And then you guys found out it's just a kid that somehow survived, and you guys are like, fuck. <laughs> and I was so like, fuck that kid. <laughs> yeah, you guys are still like fuck that kid. <laughs> but the thing is, though, with um, once again, you're a good storyteller, man. You had us, you had us enjoyed it. You had us on the edge of our seat, and we we was really justified, and like we didn't know like yeah. how much like as horror it was going to be. Like, come on, the majority of horror movies have kids in it, and like, come on, it was, uh, it was given left for dead. Pet Cemetery. Like Pet that Cemetery, was, that fucking kid. Little Gage. Yeah, no. Yeah. I had, I had consent from every table, from every player at the table, to make it a horror campaign, and that's absolutely what I did. Yep. Um. Now let's put that within our main campaign, though. Let's put the actual horror within the main oh campaign. God. The main campaign. No, we I, already I, did I, the I fucking urban legend we killed. Campaign. That like, was. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, the only bit of horror that I feel like I've touched on the campaign are the cultists. The cultists is the most horror I put in that campaign. Uh, actually, I Oh, wanna, yeah, they're uh, fucking creepy. I want to challenge, the, I wanna challenge uh, the Mimic, the the Nomengard story arc, before everyone, actually, everyone in here joined. Yeah, the Nomengard would... was pretty scary. Nomengard was pretty scary, but at the same time, it was meant to be more modeled after Among Us than a scary movie. Because, Among Us. Because, um... That is something I would love you to bring back, because in the Nomengard um, start the no, no the Nomengard arc we had a lot of puzzles in that one, yep. and then we had to deal with like we don't know if the mimic is um is this specific person this specific person I think that was the most I ever had to do inside checks on people. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you were you were trying to figure out like if the mimic had copied someone. It was like it was supposed to be Among Us meets the thing. Except it didn't end up like that, and I still feel like I can do it better. I do want to bring back the mimic thing in D and D. At some point, I will have you guys face another mimic situation. However, mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna do it different this time to make sure that like you're still not expecting it the same way that I did it last time. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like the mimic was something very early on in our campaign that I did. I literally did the mimic like maybe the eighth or ninth session yeah that we played and 
it was a homebrew mimic. It wasn't the same mimic as like D and D, and like although the mimic in D and D is a lot weaker than what I like presented you guys, I think I'm gonna do a variation on the mimic so that way you guys can still have like the classic D and D mimic that you guys have to find in different rooms <laughs> and shit like that. But like the version that I wanted to make was much more like the thing, and I feel like I can do that much better now. I think what I liked about it was wasn't because it was the enemy it was the fact it was a little bit of comedic when we realized i think it was either it was either zyder or Ulf who thought oh we're saving the the king and the and this and this queen like no yeah, it was, it was, it was it, the two, hold on hold on it was the two gay kings yeah yeah that, i was gonna i was gonna get to that i was and gonna it, get to right. that it was the two gang gay gnomon kings but the funny thing was that while they was dealing while the party was dealing with convincing the two of them that they're fine Maxon yeah. is off. Literally, there's like, we're going to give you a reward for saving us. Maxon is off in the other room stealing shit. Yeah. Like, the reward they were going to give you is what you guys stole. And they felt bad about it, and they gave you more money because they didn't have anything to give you because you guys fucking stole it before they gave it to you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that I'm going to defend past players. I, the one, the, the, the... Yeah, rod, I don't know if anybody knew that. The rod of collapsing and that I the Maxon has stole the reward. I stole it. Before before they gave it to them, and they let these two kings believe that they had been stolen and be like, Oh, I'm so sorry. We wish that we had something to give you here. And they like offered more money than they could have, and they gave them all the money they had left because they had already stolen the items that they were gonna give them. And we took mushroom wine. That was yeah. that was then confiscated from Maxon because you guys were a lot more kleptomaniac like in the origin in like in like campaign one. Yeah, I was you more. Of a, I was more. Like, of a, you guys were stealing everything. I was more of a thief then than I am now. You were. You're, 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 you're Jason. Which is funny <laughs> considering you just literally stole a house. That what? was a was a three year plan. Yes. What's this plan? Um, I I got two things. One was like. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the question after. Okay, so I was gonna ask the question and then say my second thing, but I'm gonna say the second thing and then ask the question. Um, I like I can't wait for whenever we get into Ognash lore because I feel like that's gonna be some mind fuckiness. With... Ognash lore is gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, when ooh, yo, um, not because I I I learned during or like earlier this year about like main character syndrome and stuff and i and I, I still apologize to jason <laughs> to this day because i felt like i was trying to main character it to which i always i'm a that's fine apologizing, apologizing you're gonna pay your penance it's fine because i didn't because i was like i didn't know i was <laughs> you you will go through the same thing that i went through and that makes it okay to me because i was like oh shit i am doing this i was like i and i stopped but learning that and you didn't tell Maxon, so knowing they have the knowledge, like no, you have you're from a world where Max's doppelganger is jumping through dimensions and killing their doppelgangers, and it's like, what? Now I have a doppelganger. What the fuck is going on? And then I want to know, like, what is, is my fate? Like, what is your doppelganger doing in our fucking world? I wonder if he's oh, what if oh. 
Like this, I want, my, I want, I want my Ognash is powerful. I want to the other Ognashes. I want to finish <laughs> this arc so badly to be like, let's find your doppelganger. What the fuck are they doing? What the fuck is up with them? Are they Imagine. evil? Are they good? Oh my god, I can't wait for that shit to play out. That shit's gonna be so fun. I want to know Ognash more is about. Like, there can only be one. <laughs> like I want to know more about Jadan. I want to know more about Niamh. I want to know more about Fayette, because they're all so far right now. The only thing Maxon got off of Fayette, oh, they're from the Feywild. Maxon does not know anything about Fayette, Fayette's past in Ognash Dimension. I would say even more so than Nyama, which is the newest character, Fayette still has the most clouded backstory. Yeah. So it's like... I get to learn all these people things, and I'm gonna sit here and be like, "Huh, huh, huh." Like, oh. Wait, yo, Christian, do we yeah. still have those whetstones, or did we turn them in for our prize? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you still. Oh no, the whetstones are part of the prize. You got to keep them. I haven't used them. That's true. So technically, you got to keep those whetstones. <laughs> what if I wanted a uh, gun like Alaria's? <laughs> you could give that to uh to what's his name? Imagine Fucking, just Oh, I'm trying to remember his name off beat. Carbon Weston? Could No, 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 no. Dura's what father. If... Oh, Ren. Ren. You could give it to Ren and he'd be able to help you. Could I make a second one and give it to Alaria so Alaria can du dual wield him? Yes. I think I do have the dual wielding feet. Also, FYI. Alaria, you want a second pistol? It's pretty appealing. Oh God, that, shoot uh, one with one element and have the other one as a second. A, du a dual pissing uh, Bart. Like, let's go. I love how Alaria still has never used the Tommy gun that they found, or the sniper rifle <laughs> I, that I, I gave know. you, or the I sniper know. rifle At I gave least, you. Like, Alaria's going to be so fucking confused on how I, I have this stuff. You literally have three or four guns and have only ever used your pistol. Yeah, it's like my thing at this point. Actually, no. Jason. You, Jason, you used the sniper rifle trying to take out your father from an angle from a distance. And I it, don't remember Jason doing that. Is I that do. I did. It was in the three-part battle against Solomon when we was when they was only focusing on um, Atlan while we was focusing oh, on no, Solomon. And when Jason couldn't get one hit off because the three-fourths cover, they was like, all right, fuck it. I'm using my goddamn revolver. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm. It was the only time Jason ever switched weapons was fighting against your dad. Yo. That's oh, right. Oh, Larry is going to be so confused if Ognash just pulls out the whetstones and is like, pistol. <laughs> pistol. You're going to be like, huh? The... How, do you, how, do you, how do you know how to make my pistol? See, the funny thing is, it's like, it's so weird to think because even though Ognash wouldn't know it, the, the ore that, like, Oh my god, wait a minute. Has Ognash ever seen Ilaria's pistol? Two reasons. Not yet, I don't think. Two reasons why. One, is either Jason? I don't think I have used it since Ognash has been introduced. Is two Ognash literally remember Ilaria's pistol because that's the pistol that was created at the end of the campaign by Callie in front of you. There's two, re there's two like, reasons you, why. Like, Ognash would literally recognize the pistol if you saw it. So and, would Fayette. That's yeah, gonna that's gonna bring up some interesting lore. And there's gonna be two And there's two reasons why. Is either Jason's asleep by the time we get into combat, 
or at the time Quantum was working and it couldn't be there long enough for the session. Yeah. Actually... But technically, yeah. If I've they... also been okay. trying to to do the bard thing a little bit more often because I've <laughs> realized that I don't really do the bard thing very often. I've Mostly never... just shoot people. I've I mean, never... it's worked out so far. Yeah, I think cause, you should. Because I remember it. Because during campaign one, during the last fight, yeah, you was giving us bardic inspirations. A lot. I I do try to give bardic inspiration when applicable, but y'all's roles honestly never really need bardic inspiration. Yo, no, that when when That's I fair. when Maxon got on top, when you gave me the bardic inspiration, and you said I had advantage when I was free falling from that dragon. That it's bardic not advantage, it's a d10 die that you can add oh, to it. Yeah, it, it literally, the bardic inspiration was what saved him. Yeah, it, your bardic inspiration saved me from not splatting against the ground. What's up, Quantum? Maxim would have been dead uh, by this point. Yo, I was gonna ask, does my inspiration stay as long as I don't use it, or yeah. is that like, okay, cool, and then also, um, if I ever have a performance check, if I actually sing for you, well, can I get advantage? <laughs> I'll, I'll say that right now. If anybody ever actually chooses to physically sing for like the role, I'll give you literal advantage for it. If we need a distraction at the party, I don't need advantage on a performance role. Like I'll say that I'll say that easily right now. If anybody physically during the game tries to sing for advantage on that kind of a role, yes, you'll get advantage. I'm, I, I guys. I have y'all for I have y'all for a distraction if we need a distraction at this party. We, well, <laughs> this is more the way how I would the way how this the talk we was having Christian was having the summit. I only know from what on my end, but I kind of can get what the summit is. If you see in Game of Thrones where like all the houses in Game of Thrones came together and they were just having that discussion, basically that's what the summit is. So basically, what we're only thing we need to be doing. Is talking to like I think what's what I think is gonna happen in the summit. Everyone knows who they are. They're gonna ask all of us who the fuck we are and why we deserve to be here in the summit. I think that's what's gonna happen. And I I shit you not for the last two days I've been coming up with a speech, and because I have a very high deception and persuasion, I've been coming up with nicknames specifically for everybody's character. I'm gonna be clippy for a moment, and I'm gonna say. You really want to work on persuasion, not deception here. Deception oh, performance. Oh, uh, uh, thank you for for letting me know because I'm good. Sitting, I'm good at persuasion. Is if you're sitting in a room full of thieves. Oh, how well do you think deception's gonna work? Good thing I have alert as a feat, so I can't be. You know, I'm always. You know. Even like if, nothing can surprise me. Even <laughs> if I have the highest deception, attacking wise. Even if I have the highest deception out of everyone, just think about it this way: I'm you're, it, level, it, you're level fourteen right now, yeah, and your mom is better than you. <laughs> oh, oh shit! I forgot she might be there too. Your mom might be there. That'd be cool. I'm gonna say hi to your mom. Go ahead. And if your mom is better than you. How many other people at that table might be better than you? A lot. I have a, I have a, I have, like, I know it's deception and pers uh, persuasion are my, my two highest. That's, that's what I'll put at your feet. I need to I find a, some sort of, that. I, I need, I, I have literally came up with like, 
when they ask us like who we are, like I already have something for Jadan and Ognash to make them no, sound okay. more badass. You know, like the only one that I could legitimately ask is Zell. Honest ass answer. Do you think I'm being too nice by giving this many fucking hints outside of game? It's 50-50. 50-50? It's 50-50. In your opinion, should I work on it? Should I Should I pull back? In your opinion? Man, I'm uh, just... Just a smidge. Got you. I'm just saying, I'd saying, like to see a battle royale between our main story characters. That'd be I, fucking we, fun. I do We've done that before. That much. Well, here's that? the thing. I would say... I legitimately worry that I give away or hint too much. You don't... I, I, I will tell you if you are going too hard. I would say Thanks. this. In campaign one, you literally said throughout the first campaign before um, Finley and Jason joined, mm-hmm. was you can... Cer- you, you pulled a Matt Mercer and Brennan on this. You can certainly try. I think I, am, it's, I, I think I mean, it's I think it's time for you need to go back to you can certainly try. I am flattered that you even mentioned those names when talking about something I've done. I do not I do not believe that I have nearly the same amount of skill or expertise, but I appreciate that you have those thoughts in your head. It's the reason why I put you at high praise with them is because it's the flexibility we all is what you have cultivated. We're all flexibly working with one another on stories like there's a story I want to work um, I want to work with with Thunzel on between Max and Jadan, and, and I'm so excited about that. Um, yes. Me myself, I want to learn more about like what the fuck is up with Ognash not trusting Maxon because he knows full Maxon knows full well what happens when two people cannot trust one another. That's true. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work out for the other person who was no longer in the group. <laughs> um. And then Maxim, like, and this is just me as the player. Like, I like working with everyone here because one, D and D does help with being an introvert. It does. Mm-hmm. It does because if we were playing now, oh, trust me, I wouldn't be on as much. On no, anything. That's fair. that's fair. Honestly, I've noticed it, and I appreciate the hell out of it. So it's like. I like the fact that this game actually helped me a lot more. Help this game telling helped me seek out fucking therapy. I'm flattered that 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 the game has had any effect on anyone like that. And then on, in the retro sort back, therapy has helped me out work on my own fucking character, Max, where we're essentially rebooting a character in the fucking in session. Mm-hmm. And it'll it's gonna work. I think. I think it'll be much better received than you think it might be. And thanks for being here, Quantum. We knew that the time was short, but we enjoyed you while you were here. Thanks for having me. I gotta do this thing called work at fucking 12 a.m. Uh, we get you. Thank you for being on before work. For sure. Uh, I will catch y'all later. Thanks for being here, and thank y'all for listening. Uh, hopefully you'll Thanks see more consoles tea. later. No problem. I'll brew some later. <laughs> yeah, man. Gotcha. See ya. Um, and goodbye, Leaf, as well. Bye, Leaf. Bye. Thank you for being. Thank you for being on as long as you said you was gonna. Yeah. See, this is the revolving door podcast for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Be the title of our episode. Yep, the revolving revolve. door of 2022 right i'm i'm very happy with the amount of growth that we've had 
not only in like engagement with the podcast but like amount of people involved in the podcast because mm. like i appreciate like more so i'm gonna get mushy jason sorry i appreciate jason more so more than ever because it's like all right i'm changing like literally because of jason i'm changing the way max is because of benny i'm changing the way how max is just a little bit I have I have to be that I have to be that stubborn the stu- the stubborn you every group has has the stubborn person in there. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I have to stick I have to stick to it. But both of you, including Zell, coming who's new, more new into this, like yeah. y'all approach to it and be more experienced than my at, at it than I am because I'm I'm still three years old into D and D. I don't have the longevity of it like everyone else. We're a bunch of fucking nerds. Yeah. <laughs> I would not say I have the ex- I have more experience than you. I was gonna say like I I think you don't give yourself enough credit in that dude. Where like legitimately, you've been playing D and D for three years, That's and I'm not going easy on you. There are a lot of people. I shit you not. There are so many people in the community that when they hear that we've been playing for three years straight they want to strangle me because they're like you lucky son of a bitch how the fuck did you do that because it is not a normal thing it is it's not. not it's, it's not one of those things that i that's why i thank you guys so much where it's like legitimately i i i don't understand how i've been lucky enough to not only run the same campaign for three years but have the the misfortune and fortune of having people leave and come in and still consistently be able to maintain the game regardless. Like, it is something that is not easily achievable. And one of the biggest things, like, okay, I should, even when I was at, like, holiday with my family, I was talking to my cousin, Andrew. He's been in here a couple of times. Not in the podcast, but in D&D. And he was literally asking me, he's like, hey, so what's Maxin up to? He asked me that two days ago at fucking Christmas. And he was like, hey, so what's going on with D&D? Yeah, like, what's going on with Maxon and all them? And I'm like, yeah, no. And I updated him. And he's like, oh, no, that's awesome. Like, yeah, that's really crazy. You guys have, like, you like that you've been going for that long. And it's like, yeah, no, it's 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 something that, like, when I talk to it about people, they, they're, like, at first surprised. And then it becomes that thing of, like, hey, how's it going? Because... It's it's something that I cannot cherish enough because you look at anywhere in the community and you see that like people start games, they end games. I've been part of games that were way shorter than what we have. Oh and, yeah. And it's and and it sucks. And and I wish that I could have a, an experience of playing a game as long as this. And I I have played a game for generally pretty long for at least 2 years now with my friends. But I, I wish that I had the experience that 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 you guys are describing to me that you've had here. And I'm very fucking flattered. Now I'm getting mushy. I'm very fucking flattered and, and grateful to all of you for how engaged you are in it, how much you put into it, how much you guys care about the game. Because when you guys like care about the game, it makes me care about the game. And and it's it like I would not put as much effort in if I literally did not care about you guys as much as I do. So I appreciate each and every one of you and how 
much energy and how much like of your own emotion and time that you put into it. I, I, I love that you guys enjoy it. And it's literally one of the greatest things in my life that I get to enjoy that I get to make you guys have hopefully a good time every weekend and something to look forward to and something to have like, like a good memory over that we can have and share amongst everyone because literally it's, it's unlike anything else else I've ever felt in my life. And I cannot thank enough each and every one of you about it. I'm going to need y'all to take those feelings and shove them right up your ass. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I mean, dude, you, you Desi. So the thing is, you got to think about this. There's not a lot of people that play D and D that can say they've finished a campaign. Yeah. I've never finished a campaign. Do you want to know how many I've played in? Over mm. 20. Oof. I've been playing That's rough. for almost 10 years. I have never finished a fucking campaign. Not one. Hey, man. I, to if be you able to say that you... I'll take you to 20 as long as you guys want it. I, I will keep on going. I will keep playing as long as you're willing to DM for us. I love the games that you put on for us, the stories you. you give us, the way you work us in. I absolutely love it. I have, like I said, I have played in a lot of campaigns. Now, these campaigns, at least, we I got to enjoy it for a little bit. But, like, out of all these games that I have played, there are only two people that I absolutely enjoy playing with as DMs. Christian is now one of those two people. I absolutely love these games and i want to keep playing these games i get offers all the time to play in other games and i'm not giving up my slot with this group i'm not i appreciate that so much man thank you of so course. much of course i will i will try my best to never betray that trust <laughs> you, you don't, you don't, don't fuck it just don't kill me <laughs> I, will, I, I'll, I will never kill you unless you yourself did it to yourself <laughs> And case in point, I almost did it to myself. <laughs> I have never, I have ne I have tried my best to never make any situation not worth it. <laughs> I, believe it or not, I love it, the sessions where you tell us right out, this is a session where you can possibly die. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, and I'm the only I person, everybody else in the group are like, oh, fuck. I'm the only person to be like, let's fucking go! <laughs> <laughs> I literally give you guys at least a month warning to when that's coming. I like, I'm, that's, I can say I'm that's not good. Excited. That's good and very useful. But that might be one thing that you might want to ease up refrain, on. ease up on it a little bit. Yeah. Um, because when you tell us that, as as grateful as we are that you do, but yeah. when you tell us that, we're gonna play more careful. No, we're that's gonna be more careful. That's fair. Except I, for maybe Dez. Except for maybe Dez. Dez, I've scarred way Dez, too much. Dez is gonna go looking for the trouble. Yes. Yeah. Dez looks for trouble every single time I give him a drinking game. You like you like testing the fates. <laughs> yes, that is a thousand percent true. That's a thousand percent true. <laughs> like, even you don't outright tell us, I'm like, I would literally sit during the week, like, okay, we're in this situation. What can I do to get either get me or us in a situation where we have to sit and figure out? 
Where Jadan has to figure out how to save us all from death. Because yeah. the only thing that still wears me out is the fact that when you talk to people who probably said in our games, the fact that they don't say any... I still get weirded out by that. The first thing they say, what has Maxon done? I'm like... <laughs> I love it. I'm like... Yeah. I'm like, wow. I'm I the, shit you not. I'm the two days ago that I had a family member literally asking me by name, what is Maxon up to? Like, that still weirds me out. Like, I'm not humble. It's like, damn, I have not changed enough to where, like, like even in character, Jason was like, you're the one who say we're going to do this plan, and then when we do it, you're the one who flips, Well, and we go not- around and do something else. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't want you to think that it's because you haven't changed. No. It's not a, that at all that. It is absolutely from a place of like, hey, what is that character that seemed interesting that had the a lot going on character. and memorable going up to? Like, it's not about like, oh, that fucking trope of a character. Haha, that was so funny. It was like, no, that, that character had a lot character. of shit going on that like I remember. Yeah. You're not like, being remembered you, for the I know you're trying to humble yourself of like main character syndrome, but absolutely, it's that thing of like, dude, I'm never gonna call you the main character because you're not. Because I'm not. It's about everyone. It's, it's a group. But at the same time, you are literally the only person who has been in this campaign yeah. since day one. You are the, the longest standing person. You've been to every single game minus one, and that is n- or two. See, that's what I mean. It's negligible the amount of times that you've missed. You have been here since literally fucking day one. I'm never going to call you the main character because it is a team game. It's a team but game. But at the same time, you can't pretend that you haven't been in it so long that you are a literal pillar of what the fuck is going on. And I don't mean to say that to pressure you like, no, no, hey, no. like or, or anything like that. I say that just to be like, dude... Your character is a good one. It is a Max fucking is a great one. character to observe. It is a great character to DM for. Love your character. Maxon deserves it. That's um that was the one of the reason why I was like I picked a human. I was like figured when, when I didn't have a lot of backstory when we first started playing. I literally was like, what if we Han Solo him? Like he does not know. Like he read everything that he experienced. Like Benny, he, be honest. Am I sucking his dick too hard? A little bit. Okay. Like, I did not know... I, <laughs> I learned what a Dragonborn was in in, in Campaign 1. I, my head was in Skyrim when I was like, oh, Dragonborn. I was like, I was like Skyrim. Like, no, this is... Everybody's like, no, this is what a deity Dragonborn looks like. I was like, oh... Okay, I'm stupid. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm stupid. All right, this is what a Dragonborn is. And then I went to... Max in his head, though. And then I went to the minute detail like this. So, and it went, and this is a little bit like Dragon Age. I was like, so a dragon fucked a human, or like, you want to know? I was like, was like, I was, I was, this is in game. I shit you not. And you can't even tell if I was in character or I'm speaking as Des. I was like, at one point in the evolution of the dragon, <laughs> I was like, you know, you want to know my favorite stupidest Maxon moment? Go for it. It was also in Nomengard. It was when you guys were trying so fucking hard to investigate a non-magical chair. 
and Max heard about this literally for fucking 35 minutes. Maxon is like, hey, hey, let me roll an insight on that chair. And I was like, what? And he's like, well, you said it was like part of the wizard desk, right? Like, I need to check it out. Like, what's what's going on with the wood? And that, was, like, that was that was Axholm. That was Axholm, not Nomengard. That was Axholm. No, that was Nomengard. I remember. Really? Because no. I, I had I had two dumb moments in Axgard in Axholm. Yeah, you did. I'm naming the specific one that I like the most. Because oh, <laughs> <laughs> because to be fair, you have had a lot of fucking stupid moments. Yeah. I, I think that was more on me. I think that was more. I think and was, I think that was my favorite only because the amount of time that was wasted. Like, okay, for everyone that's here, do you remember in the in the Sparnival when Aloe was like, hey, I need to take apart this terminal? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yes. was absolutely 100% Maxin with the chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to, like, we need to check if it's magical. We need to check if it, like, can I move it side to side and see if it unlocks something? Can I check underneath the desk in front of the chair? Can I, like, pick it up and see if it, like, reacts in any way? It was, like, 35 to 40 minutes. I swear to God, either, like, a a third to a half of the session was just that fucking chair. That's funny. Oh, my God. And that not, that's uh, really funny. <laughs> I will never forget it because it is absolutely that moment that I will always go back to of like, this is the thing that tested my patience as a DM to not call you guys stupid ass motherfuckers in game. And that be like our code going forward if we're like focusing too much on something, we'll be like, it's a You're fucking chair. It's a fucking chair! <laughs> if you guys are ever focusing way too much on something, I will be like, it's just a chair. Please, please do. Please, for the love of fucking God, do. Because I already know our group is going to hard focus the fuck out of shit. You guys oh, are yeah. I think it's yeah. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be quantum. Ninety percent of our team is like fucking spicy spectrum people. Like <laughs> Actually, since this current group makeup has has been created, you guys have done it at least like three times already. Oh yeah, I, think, I, I can recall two of them. I think yeah. I, I think I've eased up on mine on my end. I know. Have you? Have you? Though? I think you can take some time for some self reflection. Hold on, hold on, hold on. In the last in the last couple of sessions. Mm-hmm. I think I can honestly say, like, I have not focused on one single, besides, like, we all made fun of, like, oh, he's, mm. here he is talking about his scars again. I think. No. Nope. That's I think, not one that comes into mind at all. That's not even the scars thing. Yeah. Nope. I'm trying to think of the recent sessions. The only thing I can think of that I focused too hard on was the fucking sword and the book. I don't think you focus hard enough on the sword and the book. Zell, be honest, what memories come to mind? Because I'm very curious. Um, so I'm trying to recall and recall them because we all know how our sessions go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How how in the sauce we are. No, yeah, that, that's um, that's pretty standard. But I I'm trying to recall what it was. Um 
it it was something that um, we were in a room um, trying to. I, I want to say it was um, any any details, and I'll try to help. I'm try, I'm, oh God, because um, I'm recalling two. I'm recalling okay. two, where even I had to be like, huh. Um, ah, I want to say the one was in the, um, the house where we had found, um, oh, um, um, yeah, in the house where you guys have found words, I'm just trying to. Yes, yes. Um, was it in the warehouse? It might have been the warehouse. Wait. The only thing in the warehouse I remember was trying to hop a fence. Didn't make it. Tried to open the lock. Didn't make it. Didn't get electrocuted. Slipping and falling. And the only thing we did inside the warehouse was take a book. Well, the book was important. The book was important. I, that is the only thing I remember in that warehouse. I did not focus on anything. Now that I think about that, was Jadan even there for that? No. I wasn't playing in it. Yeah, I I don't think technically we're playing. I think Jadan was, I think for narrative purposes, Jadan was there, but I don't think Zell physically was there for that. Yeah, yeah. I I was part of the beginning of the warehouse, but I wasn't there. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what house you're thinking of. It's, I, I I, I can legit say I have not, the only thing I can say I've done that focused on too hard and they almost got me killed was the soldier situation. This is why I gotta take fucking notes. This is why we gotta That's... stop leaving Leaf as the note taker. That is okay. That's understandable. I, 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 <laughs> in my point of view, Benny can correct me. You always correct me when I'm wrong. I think I... The, so far in this in these news fast sessions, the only thing I have focused too hard on was trying to figure out these soldiers and the a political outscape of this of this campaign, which I was clearly wrong. No, it was you were investigating mm. something. You, yeah, I, I, I recall you investigating the ever living shit out of something. Oh, the spaceship. But the thing is, though, I was right on that on the spaceship because it was something in it that was like it, it made sense. And it was, and Quantum is the one who got the higher investigation where he found the um, the device that turned the area white that almost melted Alaria and Fayette. That's what we was oh, focused. That's what we was focused on. on so it, that's what because we was focused on. Showed so, up just after that session. Yeah, and that's what we was focusing on so hard. Was just like, what the fuck is making this shit so white, and why we was on this so much? Because we was trying to like figure out like what is what's so special about the spaceship, and we took so long to the point where the soldiers were starting to come. By the time we was done focusing on the spaceship for so long, that might actually be one that's clicking my mind. Cause yeah, because we, we was in Doris. That, one of, that, I, that, think so. I think that's one of them. Because we was in Doris' parents' house at the time. Yeah, because that was also the time when Jadan was first showing up, and they weren't even paying attention to like the vibes and stuff like that. They were more focused on the ship. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah, that does yeah. make sense. That, and so I would, that's I would, one of them. I wouldn't consider it really a dumb moment. It was more like, all right, we never like the only spaceship. Well, for me as a character, player character. The only spaceship we've seen is in the bottom of the archipelago. Oh, and, wait a minute. And then, wait a we, minute. and then we have a spaceship landing and crash landing in front of us. Okay, like, what the fuck is going on? This is like, this Nexus event is becoming too coincidental by this point. Okay. 
was I think the funniest one of the funniest things um I would say you definitely hyper focused a bit on um was how much you questioned uh Nayama joining the party yes yes when literally every other person that joined the party you were like hey what's up but like Nayama you were like "Mm, why are you joining our party that's Why do 100%. you want to join our party? Why are you here? Like, you continually questioned Nayama joining you that you never, on. never questioned anybody else joining the party. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. You didn't question anybody else as hard as you did Nayama being like, all right, so what's going on? So, like, why are you here? So, like, why do you care? I remember that because at the point when we was talking about the discussion, I remember Naima's father was there, and Naima said, yeah, I'm an adventurer. And Naima's father was like, are you now? And then as soon as Chris said, are you now? I was like, yeah, are you really an adventurer? You seem more like a bookish scientist than you are an adventurer to me. Like, I'll, And I'll, I'll say also, to be fair... You were very, 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 very accepting of of Jadan, and let's nice. Let's let's be honest. Yeah, you, I as a at people, not gate, not character knowledge, people knowledge. You really shouldn't have been as accepting of Jadan as you were. You, <laughs> the re, my reason you revived you revived them you revived them for close to being dead. I think from the two, you, you, I think I, it's I think it's because Maxon sees himself as dark and edgy that he saw Jan as like ah my people, ah my people. Hello, Edge Lord. I think that's what it was. He saw Nyama being genuine and was like, oh, you have to have bullshit around you. God, and and, and, and that's and here's the thing that we talked about. This is episode you wasn't on, Benny. We talked about like. Well, Christian more than I did. Was this I this questioning went on for multiple fucking sessions. Know, it wasn't just the one Not session. Kidding. I know. And this was after specifically Can, fucking Christian was like, Okay, everyone, this is no bullshit. This is Benita joining the campaign. This is her character. Yeah. And let me say this. Christian said this more than I did because he compared my character to a DC character always questioning, not Batman, it was like this one DC character kept constantly questioning this one fucking hero all the goddamn time. And he was like, Max is on the verge of being that fucking character, always questioning yeah, someone said, in the group. And I, I was, remember, I said, I said it was Green Lantern constantly questioning Batman's validity. There we go. So, and, my, and in my head, I was like, oh, that, also, that is also like, and I remember comparing it to also Green Arrow going like, more Arrow, Green Arrow than comic book Green Arrow. Like, him constantly like questioning Barry Allen, like, how are you this fucking chipper? And I love you're how like, and we're, does he deflect uh-huh. and be like, hey, because I yeah. He's a DC character. No, this is a lot of fucking hot air being blown towards us right now. No. Just, I'm, I'm not picking but, up. I'm not picking up what you're putting down, bro. Believe it or not, I like the fact that you have someone who's like, you have this person in the group who's been through this so much shit, can't believe there's actually a genuine good person. 
Like that's everyone... the whole fucking point. I know. Like, I know, and that is why, and that is why. The records show that Dez just admitted that he doesn't think anyone else on his team is a genuine good person. Like, like literally, Nyema is like the only fucking genuine person on the team. And we're going to discover that. So until then, Max is going to be, like he said, he's an asshole and the dumbass. I'm going to play that. I hope it's not spoilers to be like Nyema is the only one who doesn't have parents who are going to be in trouble. Uh, they're fine. They're they're gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah, they're they're fine. Like, I love that that was like my biggest stipulation. I'm just like, here are my parents. They have no baggage. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. be. I'll... Yeah. And like, you know what? I respect that. I really love that. I'll... Like, I really want a character that's just fucking normal. That's fine. I think like yeah, I, I just really don't. I, I just don't have parents. I really love Nyama's addition because specifically it provides that point in the narrative where like somebody can legitimately just question you guys about your fucking sanity in the middle of a situation, and it just makes narrative sense. And I don't have to fucking like make an NPC just to see reason. That's fine. Like, like I'm not trying to pressure you, Benny, to be the voice of reason all the time. But you're but the voice like, of reason. The fact that Nyema is a real ass normal person is so fucking refreshing. The thing is, um, for me, narratively, and it's probably just me, and yes, because of the edge lord in me. I hate the 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 I hate the this the the normal person in the story. You, I, I like when it's the group of chaos. Like, like of but, all people, Emma is the most normal goddamn person. I know. And do, do you like the chaos? In the best fucking ways. Do you like the chaos because nobody questions your chaos? Oh no! Oh, you haven't. We, I, my my chaos has been questioned from day one. But we still follow it. Yeah, we still follow it, and. The and this is the the last the last the the shit the, uh, the I remember the port, I remember when... I would say the port session is the most controlled chaos ever because one it was a chaos moment it was a chaos uh, plan that yes it did take a turn hey, but it worked hey, a Desi, chaos plan worked <laughs> hey Desi do you remember the time that you cut off a fellow player's head to get into a secret room. And that was not on me. I, they told me I needed to do it. What? I did not want to do it. They said I needed to do it. It was a hundred percent you chose to do it, and you were like, "Fuck yes, I want to cut this dude's head off." <laughs> I want to defend myself on that one. One, I was tired. Two, I had a toothache, and I wanted to end the session quick. Okay. Okay. So what had I happened? wanted to end the session what quick? So I, that's why I agree. That's why what I fucking agree. What happened was, and that's how you got mystery, Jadan. That's how you got mystery. Oh yeah, this was literally. This is what fucking horse was mystery. Mystery is the is the like skeleton the skeletal horse. Skeletal horse. Yeah, yeah. So that was from the outcome of chopping so someone's in head off. One, in campaign one, the party went to a place called Dragon's Barrow Mound, and it was okay. like a it was a a tomb that was built underneath the fallen skeleton of a dragon. Okay. Uh, they I'm were. Really, told... I'm getting Skyrim vibes from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were told to go there because they needed to acquire weaponry that was strong enough to allow them to to possibly face 
the the dragon cryovane that was like uh, assaulting the the town and okay. was like theoretically going to destroy the town okay so they went to go acquire these weapons they went into the tomb and before they got into the tomb they found something called uh i'm trying to remember what it's called it's called the the, the oh no executioner's bane that's what it was called it was a, a, a they found a vial of something called executioner's bane and they didn't know what it did what it did or anything like that but they went into the tomb they did the whole thing maxon almost drowned to death it was a whole thing they um they 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 came back and then they found a secret room theoretically that they could open but they found only a a specific um kind of like uh sacrificial like ceremonial plate and they had figured out that it required a blood sacrifice of someone's beheading to most likely open the door and have their blood fill the file and then, like, open the door. Okay. So, so yeah. they're sitting around and they're like, hey, we found something. And the only reason they know what the Executioner's Bane was was because the wizard of the party, uh, Zyder at the time, used the Identify spell on the Bane and he found out that its function was to allow someone to be beheaded for up to 24 hours without physically dying as long as their head was reattached before 24 hours. So they had found it and they had like like determined that that's what the function was. They saw the thing and they're like, hey, we need to cut someone's head off to get into this room most likely so we could put their head in the sacrificial plate and like drain their blood of their body and then get into the room. So immediately, Jesus the second Christ. that that was like done, like the the cler the death cleric of the party was like, "I'll do it." And as soon as he said, "I'll do it," I remember Maxon was immediately like, "I'll fucking cut his head off." <laughs> <laughs> yep. Immediately, he was all too eager to fucking cut the cleric's head off, and they had been like, "Yeah, take it, take the thing, take the thing." And then he knelt down, Maxon, with his brutal macohuito, the the fucking like necrotic. Uh -huh weapon that he like so loves he cut the cleric's head off drained it into the vial the door opened the entire tomb started shaking and the bones inside that room started uh, falling out of the room uh dematerializing into purple mist and then floating into the ceiling and left they found mystery who they later named mystery a skeletal horse standing in the room as well as a couple of other items they felt the shaking, they made their way out of the tomb, and then they had they found themselves um in the presence of a reassembling Dracolich. Wild. It was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. That's fucking wild. Okay, four things. We we'll still keep the three that I said. The fourth one, narratively, Max and Ulf Max and Ulf did not like one another. Yeah, at the I was I, I was putting that together when Maxon was like, "I'll fucking do it." <laughs> <laughs> because I was like the fucking cleric pissed pissed Maxon off. No, because um, uh, from session one on, they clearly yeah. they said in overtime overtime, they clearly said they did not trust Maxon. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, because because they caught you in lies because. <laughs> One is shady as fuck. Yeah, but then he was like, "You're always leaving out at night while we were trying to take a long rest. You're always um, 
uh, I think it was only like a few times I got caught stealing from the fucking grave the, from him. So it was like fuck. And then how? Um, and then it was one session. It was like I think it was the session before Benny came on as the assistant DM before playing like random NPCs. We had yeah, the butter the butter the butter skull ranch um, portion. He questioned like how Maxim was so well to stealth in a room full of like a a farm full of orcs and they come back out and just be like boom 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 this is what's going on. Yeah. I like how like like you're you're saying like I did all of this shady oh, no. stuff. How dare this guy not trust me? How dare he? Oh, yeah, but there was a bunch of times there was gall. the bunch of times that and times I was not expecting it. I can say in the whole time of playing, I think I only killed like two big um big bosses. Not like like not like Solomon level, but like like situations where Zyder or Olf or when Behe was still playing where they was in danger, like I would like come in clutch and save them. I would figure like narratively, oh, you can finally trust the person you don't trust because they saved you. No. Mm-hmm. It was like, no. Yeah, you saved me because it was convenient. And I was like, oh, okay, um, did you convenience. still do shady shit after saving them? Did you? No. Mm. Then because after the Shadowfell portion, then it became like you know what? When I learned like, learn and honestly, everything that we're going through, our group is going through now, is because of Campaign One's group. So the reason why we're dealing with gods who wants to kill us is because of campaign one's group, Max included. Like learning that's, when we that's because the cleric destroyed the the physical heart manifestation of Talos, the the like thunder god, and they were manipulated to do that by Shar. Hence why Maxon has such a disdain. Such a disdain. And I think I I, th- I don't know if I told you in character, Zell, but if I didn't, when we got to the Shadowfell, we met Shar themselves. Yeah, they met Shar in her own domain, and they literally, in campaign one, they physically met a god. And I feel like Maxon has talked to Jadan about this. I feel yeah. like they have. So did yeah. I tell you that instead of being like, oh shit, like, oh my God, I leaned more into the atheist portion of me and was like, I sp- literally spit on that ground and talk mad shit. In Shar's you- literal throne room. Maxon didn't tell me, but the group has told In me. In Shar, yeah. the goddess of death's throne room, he spit at her throne. He also likes to talk about how, like, saving lives and, you know, uh, he still didn't trust Maxon yet. The only reason Maxon survived that encounter was because Ulf, the the fucking death cleric, the one who Char wanted to bone to death, literally was like, please spare his life! And in that last second, I took one d6 off the roll and that literally saved him from making death saving throws because he had two health points left yeah and now why was char wanting to bone uh bone the death cleric because she he i'm sorry he was his uh was her uh chosen uh Ah. arbiter 
and chosen like like uh, 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 like champion, and he was the only one within the past two hundred years that had chosen to follow Shar, the death the the death goddess, understanding the sacred the sacred teachings that death is a part of a life cycle. And instead of being something afraid of it, it is a natural form of life. So unlike the multiple forms of cults and followers that had followed Shar before, only to gain like dark power to be able mm-hmm. to complete their own ends, Ulf the Death Cleric was the only person within 200 years that had been able to find ancient versions of the text of the teachings of Shar before the current uh, uh, century and like the teachings that the occult had taught him. And he decided to look at it as more of a naturalistic and more like, like um, uh, 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 destined part of life that continues within the magical weave itself. So he was the only one that ever understood her within that time. So she made him her champion and wanted to absolutely bone the fuck out of him. I'm, (laughs) I'm gonna have to message you. Yeah, got you. <laughs> can't wait. I'm gonna have to message you. Got you. Because there's some the stuff record. now. There's some stuff that you just connected for me. Mm-hmm. That yeah, no, I have I have to message you. For the record, for the record, a lot of the fucking death magic shit that I sh- that I've like given you was developed for that guy. Oh my god. Okay, so I'm all I'm gonna say is this, and I'm not gonna go into any more detail because there's still a lot of things that I'm keeping secret from you, Des, not Maxon, from you, because I would like you to be surprised. Um, Jadan literally is on the path Jadan is on because he found a scroll, an ancient scroll, um, that was explaining how death is just another form of life, just as in rebirth. Um, yeah. Oh my god, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, no. And, and that that is why Jadan is now currently on Jadan's path because Jadan was in um Jadan was a follower um of oh my god. Um uh oh my god, it's a sun god. Uh a god of uh uh Ram. Um, yeah. Um, not a sun god, but like a, um, uh, spout off some of, like, the, uh, life domains. Oh. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, Jadam was in the following of them until they found the scroll, and this deity that I cannot remember their name at the time, or at the moment, um, was, like, very against, like, the undead, hates the undead, doesn't like them. Uh, so that is why, um, Jadan found their way out of the, uh, church. It's some exciting stuff. I am excited to learn more. Oh yeah, it's super exciting. Okay. I know I'm I'm definitely more excited going forward. Because I know it's just going to be more crazy. More chaotic. I, I. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> the kind of shit Christian just connected in my head. Oh, fuck. Because that was like, oh my god. I was like, 
because I was sitting thinking, I was like, if we didn't let Ulf destroy the heart of Talos, two things would happen. I don't think we wouldn't have the God War, and we wouldn't have the Tower of Storms as our other secret base. That's what I think would have happened. We didn't let Ulf do that. But now this is, but since they did that, and no one from the first party of campaigns around, technically the only person you can blame, like, if we get to the point, we finally get to the point where the God War and the gods start listing everything that has happened, there's no one alive or around from that first group. <laughs> only Maximus would be like, fuck, I have to take the brunt of this blame. And then one, yeah, it, I did kill, then Ulf revived, killed again, oh, yeah. and revived sure. Gortha, the steed of Talos. Yeah, he's kind of skipping over that part. Um, so Talos, the god, had a spectral mount called uh, uh, Gorthok, the Thunderbore. They fought this mount. They killed it. They revived it. They killed it again. They revived it. They killed it again. And then they revived it. And then because of that sequence of events, it got scarred. And it swore fealty to Maxim. Really? Or the Ulf? For sparing his life. I thought it was Ulf is it spilled swore fealty. It, oh, when it, it, it looked when it, it, it looked at Maxin and it was in fear. It, no, when, it, right. when it looked right. at Ulf, it was happy. No, you're right. It swore in fealty to Ulf. However, it did retreat in fear of Maxin. Both Ulf and Maxin are arbiters of Shar. And Shar was at physical war, physical and theoretical war with Talos. That, yes. theoretically, what happened there was not only did they shoot Archduke Ferdinand, they <laughs> shot him, they revived him, they shot him again, they revived him, they shot him again, and then they shot him. him. They reversed the car, they went forward again, and then they reversed the car. So essentially, they started World War One, but for the gods. Jesus God. I told you all about Jadan's first encounter with his old party um, with, some, with, with somebody, right? I don't think you have. So, um... When the party first met Jadan, um, we were uh, we we were making our way um, making downtown, way, yeah, making our way downtown. Um, <laughs> we were in a dungeon um, that a gnome who was um, changing its form to look like um, some kind of arbiter, uh, the librarian, some kind of like big bad. Um, in, in this library, um, they their magic was crazy. They were fucking us up. We finally got it and fa and knocked it out. Figured out it was a gnome. Tried getting answers out of it. They they weren't giving us any answers. Jadan literally sat there and killed and brought this thing back to life. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Probably ten times before the party pull it was like, okay, we 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 got enough. That's enough. That's when the dodge started slipping out a little. Uh -huh. um, and that's kind of where the whole Jadan the Dodge thing kind of started like spanning from the idea because it was like Jadan was like a complete 
Ooh, okay. Um, but yeah, that was Jadan's literally first experience with, or the party's very first experience with uh, Jadan. Uh, they were they're all very conflicted with Jadan. Oh, still, they still are. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn. Um, because we were playing ice, we were doing Icewind Dale uh, for that. Doing um, Skosa Salt Marsh, <laughs> nice. and I Jadan literally sniped somebody that was running away with a fucking um, 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 it, what the hell? I can't think of the spell right now. That um, which one? Uh, like effectively, um, uh, the one that gives uh, advantage on attacks. True the very next attack. Oh, um, fucking um, true strike. Oh, you're talking about i i i do it all the time yeah it's it's the one it's that my... the one that also lights them up it gives advantage on the next person who gives attack yes yes it's a it's uh, a fucking range spell yes. oh my god fairy fire no no it's, very, um, very similar to fairy fire oh i'm just gonna, um, i'm just gonna go to my spell list because i literally have guiding bolt guiding, guiding bolt. bolt yeah i yeah. sniped this motherfucker with a guiding bolt um uh -huh. and then just dragged him back and yeah everybody's just conflicted with Jinan. From that point, <laughs> nobody, oh, nobody that. in that, nobody in, nobody back then, like nobody in that campaign knows still about Jadan and Vecna. Oh shit! Damn. None, none of them do. None. No, I feel that. I remember, like in the campaign that I'm in with my friends right now, my cleric, the first time he was introduced, was introduced like as they were trying to go through a tomb that supposedly contained a blue dragon in it. And they found my character in there as like a quote unquote scientist that was trying to like study them and got lost and shit like that. So they tried to help me out. And then by the time that we like killed the blue dragon and stuff, um, I betrayed them and stole the treasure and then also stole away one of their party members. And, mm -hmm. and, um, that was the first time I played that character, and then my D my DM tabled that character and the other person's character, and we both had to make new characters, and we played them for a year and a half. Damn. Until we got our other characters back. Damn. Wow. I only played that character for one session, and then I had... And that character, I... That was the character that I told you that I made a... a, a, a an entire subclass for. I worked for three months making that subclass, and then one day of session, and I had to give up that character, and for the next year and a half, I played another character that I had to make in three hours that my DM was like, hey, three hours before the session was like, so if you want to play today, you got to make a new character. That's wow. And then, I, and then I played that character for a year and a half, and then eventually we got our other characters back. That's like Kenshi, my uh, the character I'm gonna use for our our battle, like the battle royale. Mm -hmm. Um, I literally got to use Kenshi once. Damn, once, and I put so much fucking. I literally got a fucking design drawn. I literally got Kenshi drawn up and got to play him Damn. once. Damn, I'm I, I feel I feel happy now that I can finally play the character that I you know designed. And I've been playing that character now for like over a, now a year and a half. It's been almost equal now. Is that the character you're using in the battle royale? Uh, no, that's a different no, character. That's a different character. But, okay. No, the one that I'm talking about is the one that I made the insanity domain thing for. Oh. The one that yeah. has like his eye taken out and shit like that and all that kind of stuff. 
and that 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 happened after because my dm like developed all that stuff so in the end it was worth it but it was literally like a year and a half of development for that shit yeah but um but uh but as much as i as much as i love it like one of our one of our uh players i had no idea about this he's apparently done comic artwork for some of the comics for like batman comics and shit shit. i had no idea that he did some of that stuff but he he did a fucking like 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 portrait of all of our characters in that campaign like of all of us together in the bar like as our characters and ever since i've seen his interpretation of what my character looks like i'm like holy fuck that is absolutely my character like this is in my head 100% my character and it was literally drawn and created by one of the people that i fucking play with and he's a that's professional comic beautiful. artist and i'm like, like that's what the fuck? I, <laughs> I i think one day if i ever win the lotto or get a job where i can have enough go to an artist a fellow artist who's better at caricature art have them draw you holding the book and then all of our characters even past characters just surrounding you in battle poses that's what's been in my head like forever like all of our characters just behind you and then just like the world of Elowith. i'm gonna i'm gonna drop it in in the multiverse just because i'm so proud of it that's that's the wonder. I was gonna say, is it the is it the picture? Awesome. It's, it, yeah, it's was, in the multiverse. My my character is literally the one in the middle of the table with the eye patch, the elven one with the sight. Oh, I love this. That's this adorable. Is, this is our party. I absolutely love this. I love the like skeleton with the cat in the right corner oh yeah that's that is our that is our fucking samurai fighter uh nobu that is a a construct he's actually a full robot (gasps) damn i love this this is so cool and that is honestly one of my fucking like most treasured fucking drawings i've ever seen (laughs) That's that's like me with all the the stuff that my uh my guy does for me all the all my art the guy that I go to I love all of his drawings so much I love them so much and I'm so proud of every fucking one of them and I'm so happy that I was able to get them from mm-hmm. him um, like our our DM even incorporated that photo into like the background of one of the bars that are in our our party frequents Aww. it's like it's it's like oh <laughs> ah dude. Well, I think this is a perfect way to end this episode. We're All right. Two hours and 30 minutes. Hey, we went longer so long. this one, but I'm not mad about it. Yeah. So, once again, thank you for listening to us the, the whole entire year, 2023. I mean, 2022. Jesus! We're 2022. Going We're going into 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's safe to say, I think our return episode has to be the Battle Royale. We oh keep my it- god. Please, please. I would love that. Royale. I would love that. So, in 2023, you heard us say it throughout the episode. Expect us to be on YouTube. Expect us to be more engaging on social media. And then definitely expect maybe part three of the Sparnival, but definitely the Battle Royale. 
but you also fucking backseat gaming on Twitch. Oh, oh yeah, because we supposed to be you were supposed to be playing uh, Emily's Away, so we can yeah, see you cry on stream. Cry, yeah, so you can cry on stream. And I will say this: I will not give too much information yet because it is still in progress. Um, but I got the green light for our new side project. Oh. We gotta talk about that. We're talking about that Friday, yes. right? Uh, yes. I, I, I thought we were gonna do it last Friday, and I completely forgot. Uh, so I'm okay with whenever. No, that is okay. Um, yes, let's talk about it very soon. Yes. We'll talk about that more off podcast. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's why I haven't said much. But yes. So be be on a lookout for that, guys. Yep. So we got a lot of things coming for you. Um, once again, thank you for the growth that we had this year thank you to everyone like this is the re- the episode this is going to be the revolving door <laughs> so to everyone who joined the episode especially zell mean you just what only a couple of months ago mm-hmm. yep 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 just it's, only, it's been a few months and it's like i already knew you for like four years so i appreciate you for being here and especially being on, and then also i appreciate benny for dealing with me from and believe it or not, me and Benny been friends since 2008, and we're still going <laughs> strong. Hey, I appreciate the ever love. I, I appreciate you, Benny. I love you. Oh, love you That's too, a dude. Year friendship. Yeah, Benny. And, I think I met you in 2019 or 2020. Fucking love every moment of it. Thank you. <laughs> it has been a blessing. So I love everyone here, and I love you all who's listening to us. And till next year, peace, love, and Afro-Greece.